Hello and welcome to episode 67 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah. yeah. And, boy, it's going to be a fun one this week, <laughs> I think. Uh, so, news, action. Yeah, that's... Well, we, we did Extra Life. I yeah. mean, that, that was news. Uh, we, we did hit our goal. We, we did hit our goal? Yeah, we would. We still will have more money. Mm-hmm. They still have yet to fully, like, add all the donations, I believe. Okay. Because they have to, like, work through them individually. Mm-hmm. But then the bummer is that when they do get added, we won't know who did it because they don't have the ability to know if they were anonymous or not. So mm. they just mark them all as anonymous. How much money did we raise? Uh, we have 200 oh, okay. and then See, there will be more than that. The yeah. guy that donated, he asked me like how much, and I was like, we did not get as much because like the site was just down, and he said like it took him like 20 minutes just to Yeah, get no, and then I know th- not people that we had donated, but right. people were getting double charged and stuff, and it was because they were DDoS'd, right. um, which is it seems like a shitty thing to do for a charity, charity for a children's hospital. Well, just charities in general. Uh, I mean, especially for a children's <laughs> hospital. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I could understand if there's, like, something that you, like, fundamentally disagree with. Like, if it was, like, you were raising money for, like, a political campaign or something. But not, mm. like, I don't know who but out there is, a, like... That's not a charity at that point. Uh, that's true. All right. But I also don't know who's out there and being, like, you know mm-hmm. what? Fuck sick kids. Like, yeah. that... I, I don't know. I it, I feel like 4chan is probably a full of people. Maybe. That but mentality. so it was down for most of yeah, all of Friday, most of Saturday, mm-hmm. and then... Um, yeah, they're still trying to work through that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's we reached our goal of 200. Oh, that's awesome. Um, people I know were trying to donate during it, and they just couldn't because the site either didn't work. I found out why it was showing up as Spanish sometimes, and it's because when one of the servers is broken, it defaults to the less mm. broken server, which was the Spanish or the French one. I was going to say, I got, fr- I got the French, you got the Spanish. Yeah, so it, whichever one you could access at the time. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with Extra Life this year. And What yeah. would you say is your favorite game that you played? I don't Probably Killer Queen Black, mm. just because I want to play it now. Um, yeah, I missed most of that because that's when I took yeah, Oliver home. But it is, it's a really weird, like you have to have a strategy, mm-hmm. but then the other people <clears throat> could be countering your strategy or trying to do their own thing. And then there were situations where you're both doing your own thing and then you're like, oh shit, they're about to win. Mm-hmm. We have to completely change our strategy or do whatever. It kind of reminded me of Overwatch with like the team system. Sort of, like, yeah. I mean, like obviously... Um, different but at the same time like there's that team synergy and you you have two people kind of like two teams that are working together and it definitely seems like you do not want to play with random people with that no game. you would want to especially be talking to people because yes. if it was just four discrete people doing whatever they wanted you're mm-hmm. never gonna win right um I think whoever is the queen has the hardest job because you have to be doing a bunch of things and also not dying mm-hmm. So, like, if because if the queen dies, I think it's three times you lose. Was that Willie? Willie ended up being the queen. I was at first, and mm-hmm. I just kept getting decimated and was like, I think I would rather be a worker so that I could, like, I, I don't know. Right. I think it would be better that way. And Willie would usually do pretty well. There mm-hmm. would sometimes where, like, me and Jumbo would be focusing on something, and then Willie would just be like, oh, I killed him three times, and the game would be over, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> wasn't ready for that. Because you, like, get so focused on what you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you have to try to pay attention to everything else. That's a problem I have in a lot of games, mm-hmm. multifaceted things. Yes, yes. Um, 
But yeah, I do you think yours was heave ho? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a plot twist in, with heave ho. Yeah. Uh, by the end, we were actually communicating I and know. working together. In the beginning, it was, seemed like all four of you were had totally different ideas, and when you completed a level, it was by accident. But then at the end, like me and Scott were just basically sitting mm. in the back making fun of you guys the whole mm. time, and then at the end, you guys were like, okay, no, you do this, and you yeah. do this, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> Somehow, the four of us, well, you know what? The three of us were a really good team. Yeah, Willie and Derek were yes. a good team. And, and then, then sometimes Jumbo would be there <laughs> to do things. Uh, like that video that I sent you on Twitter. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> there was one that I got to find, which was when me and Scott laughed the hardest, was you guys were working so hard to get this coin. And then you guys swing Swung, up yeah, to get yeah. the coin, and you hit right into spikes, <laughs> all four of you. And it was like, perfect. <laughs> Perfect, you guys did that. Um, uh, I think we got the coin, though. I think we got the coin with that. You it, did end up getting the coin, but I don't think it was that okay, try, because yeah. I think all four of you hit the spike somehow. No, I... I of you did. All, I was the one who survived. Oh, okay. the, the three of them hit the... But I was low enough okay. that I didn't hit the spikes. Well, boy. Yeah, that was... Yeah, so that was a successful, successful 24 hours, for sure. Yes. Hopefully... In future years, they have better DDoS protection, which Lord. it looked like they really didn't have until after it started, because mm-hmm. then they started using the Cloudflare thing that oh, a lot okay. of places use. Like, for some reason, Gamatsu uses it, even though they're like a small video game blog. Yeah, I don't weird. know what that, but they they that shows up a lot on their website as well. Do they um, write like more like risque? No, they stuff? like only he basically just. Uh, reposts uh, press releases and stuff more or less. Okay, because I was going to say like maybe if they're like no, Kotaku yeah, and he or doesn't something. write like any opinion pieces or okay. anything. It's like straight news. So I think it's it's, it's yeah, weird yeah, yeah. And when the Cloudflare thing comes up. I'm like, who is DDoSing this random Japanese yeah, yeah. game focused blog? But um, yeah, so it seems like next they learned a lot from this year to do better for next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. yeah, I I watched a lot of like Giant Bombs stream mm-hmm. and I saw the point where it completely broke and then like their donation tracker just like stopped working and right. all that stuff. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean they still made overall Extra Life made a fuck ton. Like well, the last time I checked they were at twelve million overall. That's uh, all that matters, right? Really. Yeah, it is. So. so yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And so we'll transition into the real news. Mm-hmm. This one I had, it blew my mind. Yeah. Geo Corsi uh, is leaving PlayStation. For those who don't know, Geo Corsi has worked at PlayStation for a long time in the third party relations department. So he would essentially be tasked with going out there, talking to third party developers for Sony and saying, like, hey, you should bring your game to this platform. Mm-hmm. But he specifically focused on, like, weirder niche Japanese stuff and like indie stuff and he was big on the Vita like if you find most if you search Geo Corsi on Google I bet you most of the images will be him holding two Vitas up because like uh, it was the first year at the PlayStation experience Mm -hmm. people were like oh the Vita's totally dead already whatever and he came out with two Vitas and was like we got Vita games Um, 
and it was weird because he really championed the Vita more right. so than most other people. But he also had the Twitter hashtag campaign building the list. And he would have people tweet at him games that they would like to see on PlayStation consoles. Mm-hmm. And he, for the most part, worked a lot of the way through that list. And like they got a lot of those titles. Oh, nice. Unless they were like absurd yeah. things like weird porn games and stuff but the the <laughs> like the actual like real games they mm-hmm. got almost all that stuff and like he did that mm-hmm. and that's why like he worked in the same department as like adam boys and john drake and like adam boys quit a long time ago right and he he went pretty high in playstation actually but he had originally worked at midway and a bunch of other places but now he is one of the three heads of iron galaxy who mm-hmm. don't do many original games they mostly do ports like they most recently they helped with the port of overwatch on switch oh okay That's... and they had done the vita port and the i think the borderlands port for ps4 maybe yeah that they do a lot of stuff their original games have done let's say poorly yes like wrecketeer which was a connect game there's fuck they need some other new one that i can't remember but they they do good work at least porting wise and they made the second season of killer instinct Mm -hmm. when double helix got bought by amazon so i don't know and like john drake i don't even know where he works now i don't know that he ever said uh, but they they were that core team and like they were people that you knew that you knew cared about video games and like they don't have that now well, and I actually really, I mean, they still have Shuhei Yoshida, right? I was going to say, like, he, they have, like, a new position for him. Yeah, and he is, like, taking that role of, right. like, oh, I'm going to go out and try to get indies and stuff. But I, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. that, it seems so weird to me because at the beginning of this last generation, Sony came out really hard because right. Xbox was in a vulnerable place because they goofed up on their messaging and yes. what they were trying to do. And they were like, oh, man, fuck Microsoft. We have all these indies. We have all these third parties. This is so good. And I would say in the past two years, they have not really done any kind of, like, Sony indie showcase things, really. I mean, like, some games get shown on the PlayStation uh, state of play things, but not really. Whereas, like, Microsoft has been, like, killing it consistently because, like, Mm -hmm. they have always had the ID at Xbox oh. program that Chris mm. Charler runs. And they, like, I, I, I don't know, like, that has only been getting bigger, right? Right. Like, they just, we'll talk about it later, but they did the inside Xbox 2019 thing, and the ID at Xbox thing was, like, a bajillion games. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like Sony, I don't know what their direction going forwards is, but it doesn't feel like they have, like, a cohesive vision. See... I think it's hard to compare last gen, like going going from last gen into this gen, and then this gen into the next gen. Yeah. Because like I feel like a lot of publishers and developers were caught with their pants down, where everyone was like, "Consoles are dead. Don't even bother making console games." And then like two years into the console, they were like, "Oh wait, people actually like to play on consoles." And then you, we really kind of see like Sony pick up the the first party Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's where they're probably focusing i think we'll see a much better first party support those first two years rather than like what we saw because like you think about the first two years on sony like yeah there wasn't there was not a lot of first party stuff but like the thing the thing that i think about is like microsoft got screwed 
this generation yes. o- overall because of the way that they marketed the Xbox One, right? Yes, yes. But now they are poised to do so much better. And I always mm. say this because oh. they have a streaming service in xCloud mm-hmm. that seems way better than fucking Stadia. Yeah. And, like, so they have that. And Sony's trying to get in on that thing, which is weird and bizarre. So, like, they have that if it pans out. And you could also, like, if that works with Game Pass, you could mm-hmm. instead you know, download those games. That's crazy. They have the ID at Xbox thing, so they are, like, all about indies. They bought, like, a fucking billion studios that are all super interesting and cool and will actually have a first-party output this time. Like, they have Game Pass, so that it also ties into PC, and people can just download mm-hmm. all of their first-party new games for like $10 a month at the lowest or whatever. Right. Like, that's crazy. Sony's thing going into the PS5 is like, it's good. (laughs) Their thing is, (laughs) come and stay for the exclusives. I guess, but like, at a certain point, I I don't know. Especially when (laughs) their big exclusive that they were touting for this year was Death Stranding, and that's also coming to PC. Like, And then you have... uh, What's his face out there? Jim Ryan saying mm-hmm. that like they will bring multiplayer games to PC right. as well. Like, I don't know, man. Is like God of War two good enough to sell consoles to people? Horizon Zero Dawn two, the next Naughty Dog game. Like, I, I, I mean, like I, that's where it's maybe, like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I, it's enough to get me to buy one. But I don't know. Yeah, about and the, I mean, like people public. bought Switches for Pokemon, right? right. Like. It, that does happen, right. but I don't know who is like. I, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't know that any of the franchises they have would be like. If I, I mean, I'm gonna buy a PS5 regardless. You know what I mean? I, I, I think the best one might be Spider Man, and like Spider Man is cool, and they Insomniac will make that sequel. Yeah, that's so and like that's, that might be their big one. Their it, it could one. be, and like people will probably buy. Well, The Last of Us Two is coming to PS4 at right. least, so. People would buy it for that because, like, that was such a big deal on the Mm PS3. I just, like, it's weird because I feel like Microsoft has been showing all of this stuff and, like, are very clearly gearing up for this new Mm -hmm. console. Whereas, like, Sony gearing up for the new console is... We don't know. Oops, we didn't announce uh, Ghost of Tsushima's release date and also it has an SSD. But they still have time. I mean, like, they, they, they do have, have a year They to... do have time, but it just seems like, especially with all the corporate restructuring that they have going on, and, mm-hmm. like, you can wildly speculate about that all day. Companies right. have corporate restructuring all the right. time, but it just seems like with so many high-profile departures and, like, turnovers and stuff, it just it seems a little strange. I mean, I guess now would be the time to do it before right. you're really in the heat of a new console launch. And yes. everyone wants to leave. You'd leave before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we also wouldn't know the fallout of that until no. like a couple years later. I mean, like right now, like everything that's getting made was made under the previous. Yeah, it just like it, the thing regime. that bums me out is like they had so many cool people working to get third parties on that console, right. and then like now they don't. See, I'm kind of excited to see what this Herman Holst is going to do because he's somebody from like the ground floor. Yeah, I mean he's he's worked his way up to Sony, and I, I'm kind of like so when he's talking to the other heads of like the major developers like he he knows what it's like to be a developer on a day-to-day basis especially a developer in like this day and age yeah so like I, I think in that sense it could be very good for Sony well I mean we're gonna see 
you know where it goes. I, I I trust them. They know what they're doing. I don't trust them at all. Really? Yeah. Would the, you say the out PS3 of PS3 the... was a fucking massive shit show? That it was, <laughs> and but that do you think that was because of the price? I think it was because of the price, the architecture that they built it on, right? With like. But, you, but I don't see that happening this time. They're just going to make... No, like that won't happen this time, but I also think that they have... I have zero faith that they will not just totally fuck it up. I, because, I mean, like, Microsoft did fuck it up, right. but they are a company that comes back from that kind of thing in other ways. Like, fucking Sony's TV brand has meant jack shit for the past, like, six years because they, like... Mm-hmm. S- they're just bad at all of it. But that was... I would argue that's because it shouldn't have been on the PlayStation. That should have been on... Under Sony. I mean, that's true, but I'm just saying Sony is a company yes. I also find to just be not great in general with right. a lot of their stuff, so I like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have very little faith in them as a company, especially now that anyone that I actually give a fuck about left, other than Suhei Yoshida. Mm-hmm. So I, When he's working on the indies. He is, but he used to be the like liaison for Sony Worldwide Studios, right. which, like... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. Like, even Nintendo does a better job at showcasing indies than Sony does now. Which is, like, fucking absolutely wild. Do you think Sony just doesn't have to bother? I think think that they don't have to bother, but, like, you should still. Because it's like Steam. I mean, like, Steam doesn't advertise any of them. Steam is the worst platform for advertising anything. That's my point, But that also, they have admitted... Does Sony have, like, the like enough users that they don't even have to bother no but i mean steam should bother and they have there are numerous interviews you can read where they're like we have too many things on this platform to Mm -hmm. appropriately like actually surface all of this also as far as i understand they have a much smaller team than you would realize yeah working on that storefront which is (laughs) baffling (laughs) for the amount of money they probably make yes it's a, yeah. yeah, Sony is definitely the most interesting going in. Well, I don't know, Microsoft. No, is I think Microsoft is way more interesting because they have like they're ready. Mm-hmm. They are ready to go into a new generation and do it well. I think. Right. Another thing is, I wonder if Herman's going to come off a little more charismatic in these press conferences. God, I hope so. Sean Layden was awful. Because, like, I, did you ever watch the documentary? By uh, by um, no clip uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn. No. Oh, Herman like was very prominent in that entire documentary. Oh, okay. He seems like a pretty cool guy that kind of knows what he's doing, and I think he's been at the like he's been there pretty much from the start. So yeah. Um, and like also to be fair to Microsoft, like Don Matrick was the one who fucked all that up yes, for them, yes. and then when Phil Spencer came in, like it was way better. Way better. But... I, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Man, I miss... Uh, fuck. Jack Trenton. <laughs> From Sony. What a guy. He also was not very charismatic, mm-hmm. but the stuff that he always had to announce was cool. Right. Which, probably not his doing, but it mm-hmm. was always just like, yes, we have a thousand games. Also, we're killing Xbox right now. We have knives in our hands. <laughs> And it was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like anything else Sony would have other than like the God of War and Spider-Man. I mean, I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to launch on both. Yes. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Could also launch on both. I, that, I think they, they'll probably just do PS5 only. 
I, I uh, saw something from Horizon Zero Dawn in Death Stranding. Oh. You know those big, like, weird things you gotta climb? The yeah. big, like, giraffe things? Yeah, you can, like, have holograms of those outside of, like, oh. private rooms. Which, I mean, it's, it's the, the same, same engine, engine yeah. so it makes sense, but yeah, you can do that. Hmm. So, that's interesting. That yeah, probably that won't be in the PC version. Even oh that that whole situation is bizarre because Sony's not publishing Death Stranding on PC. Five oh five is. But it's Sony's engine. I mean Sony's probably gonna make money. I mean probably. That's just it's a weird scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh yeah, so that I it's weird. Geo Corsi. The Vita is truly dead now. There's no more no Vitas for anyone. It was it's, it was dead a long time it ago. It was, but he tried to keep it alive. Hashtag building the list. <laughs> Top notch. Um, this is probably a quicker one. Yeah, Terry Bogard, my man, is in Smash now. He did come out just slightly after Extra Life. Yeah. So close to being able to play Terry Bogard on uh, Extra Life. But he is by far the most complex Smash character, I would say, because he has... An extra special move, because he has a back special, which no other characters have. Um, He also, you can do inputs, like the original fighting game inputs, for about half his moves. And then when he has 100 percentage, he has two different super moves he can use that also require inputs. Um, And that's the most inputs for any character that there are in Smash. No, I don't pay attention to Smash at all. Mm -hmm. How does like the general smash community perceive this like are they like uh i have i mean like i have seen a lot of like professional smash players thinking that he's a very good character but like right. they, they only care about like what the character does in battle right like most people don't especially pro players don't give a shit about like what they're from no i mean like i was wondering like if people are like freaking out that like there's all these special moves in smash. oh i haven't seen i've just seen people being upset that terry is a character in the game because they're mm. like who is this guy and right. it's like ah yes the most prominent snk character also, who's been in like fucking 70 games that no one knows about somehow also if you ask who is this guy you clearly didn't watch the video by well, sakurai yeah where it's like fucking 800 <laughs> minutes long and he talks about how he used to blast people in king of fighters yes. in the arcades mm-hmm. uh yeah sakurai mm-hmm. very clearly loves king of fighters and fatal mm-hmm. fury there are 50 songs for Terry. People were very upset about that as well uh, because they're like, well, why didn't uh, no other character is going to have this? And it's like, well, well I don't, I don't know. Banjo does not have that many songs, first off. No, Dragon Quest does, though. But like Persona for sure does. And that probably is on a developer-by-developer basis? Yeah, I I mean, almost certainly. But, like, also there's the fact that those are all a single franchise. Right. Like, Terry is from Fatal Fury and King of Fighters, but then King of Fighters also has characters from, like, Ikari Warriors, Mm -hmm. Psycho Soldier, and, like, 12 other games. So, like, that's... Art of Fighting. Yeah, Art of Fighting. Like, that's how you get away with that stuff Mm -hmm. is like, oh, yeah, we just have, like, I don't know, six Art of Fighting songs, 12 Mm -hmm. Psycho Soldier songs, King of Fighters. There's a lot of King of Fighters games. I need Mark of the Wolves. Yeah, there's Mark of the Wolves stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, so all the Fatal Fury stuff, too. There's just a lot. And that's, it's wild. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of songs that come with Terry. Um, Boy, I can't wait to see what the last DLC character for this first pass is. It'll be. Do you think this next one is all going to be 
non Nintendo characters as well? No, I hope it's not. I hope that it has Nintendo characters. Actually, you think it's all? You hope it's all Nintendo? Yes, okay. I do. I don't think it will be, right. but I. What they, about half and half? Half and half would be okay. What I want to happen is at the Game Awards, I want them to announce the last character of the character pass, which is possible. Yeah, because it's supposed to come out in January. So unless they do it like. They have for the other ones where they mm-hmm. wait till January and just on the day of be like, here's a video. <laughs> Isn't that usually early December? Uh, it's like mid-December. 12th or 15th, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they could at least... They technically announced the um, Dragon Quest hero before his date. And Joker as well. So. Right. But like Banjo, they were just like, he, here you go. I'm just trying to remember, because, like, last year, I feel like it was earlier. So, yeah, it was December 7th. Okay. I thought it was, like, the 12th or the 15th this No, because that was remember. the same day as Ultimate came out. That's why. No, I mean this year. I okay, think this is. year. Okay. Because, like, I, what I was, my point is, like, we haven't heard anything. No, he's got, like, 800 billion exclusives. No, I mean, like, we, like, because, like, normally they'll, like, post, like, the, hey, hey, like, vote, the, the fan vote stuff. Oh, yeah. And well, that's... I mean, Jedi Fallen Order just came out, so right. Pokemon, maybe they're waiting a little longer. That's for what, yeah, because, like, as I said, like, last year it was the 7th, which would be in three weeks at this point that they, so. Yeah, um, so, yeah, my hope is that at the Game Awards they announce the last character of this and then the first mm. character of the second season. I hope that it's Doom Guy and then Geno, and then I don't care who the rest are. I don't care who the rest are now because right. they've done such a good job with all of them. That's like, whoa! I never would if someone had asked me who do you want in Smash, I never would have said Terry Bogard. Right. But I love Terry Bogard as a character in general. Mm. He's my favorite SNK character. So like, yeah, I mean that's okay. I'll yeah. take it. I love my boy. Um, so yeah, they God Smash has an illegal amount of good content in it, and I I yeah. I, I like I actually can't grasp the fact that there will be another character and then five more after that, mm-hmm. like that. Oh, man. It's too bad that it didn't come out this year because that would be the clear winner. I think so. Like it, it rules. Oh man, it's so much fun, mm-hmm. and just like even getting in and dicking around with random right. stuff is fun still. So. That's interesting. And yeah. our, our last news story here is, we talked about a little earlier, the Inside Xbox uh, showcase thing in London 2019. Which I haven't been able to watch. In I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I did catch like some of there the There are a billion things that happened. I p- picked specific ones right. that were like bigger stuff. Yakuza is coming to the Xbox. So is Final Fantasy. Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1 and 2. Most of those Final Fantasy games are on Xbox though already. Okay. Well, it's coming uh, to... They're coming to Game Pass. Game Pass. Okay. Yeah, so Game Pass is adding like a bunch of new stuff. They announced like a lot of new indies that are coming out mm-hmm. in the f- next year that will be launching simultaneously. Uh, like when they launch, they'll be on Game Pass. Uh, and the PC and the console ones are slightly different yeah but i mean all those final fantasy ones are coming to both so like final fantasy 7 the remaster of 8 9 10 10 to 12 and 15 <laughs> i yeah. think will come out on both and like that's crazy uh that's cool for people who don't already own multiple copies of all those games like me um which one would you say is like if if someone were to ask you like which one of those should I play, which one would you say? It is an impossible question for me to answer. I would say nine or ten. Okay. Um, I like nine better than ten, but ten is probably a better game. 
It was the first one with voice acting. Oh, okay. Um, it was the first one for PS2. It was the close to launch. Didn't Seven didn't have voice acting? Seven was a PlayStation, the first PlayStation One game they right. developed. But it, and it didn't have voice acting. No. Oh, okay. No, I mean, no PlayStation One games had voice acting, really. Oh. Yeah, PlayStation Two was when uh, Final Fantasy X was one of the first fully voice acted games. Period. Mm-hmm. It, it what it had like sounds and stuff because I I know I've heard like clips of Final Fantasy VII where like laughing uh, and stuff. You would have, I mean, that would have been from Dirge of Cerberus, Crisis Core, the, okay. the, the movie. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you probably were actually seeing Kingdom Hearts clips because <laughs> Cloud and those characters talk in Kingdom Hearts a lot. Okay. And that was all PlayStation 2? Yes. Okay. I yeah, I don't really know yeah. Final Fantasy that well. <clears throat> no, 7 was the first, like, f- one of the first fully, like, 3D mm-hmm. games. It, I know it's, like, crazy long as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't think that's that long, but it's, like, 50, probably. Oh. It's just not very... Yeah, I mean, you can make Final Fantasy 7 take for 800,000 hours, but... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I... Unless you know you really like JRPGs, I would recommend no one play Final Fantasy because right. like it's, it's I you have to like know that you want to invest that amount of time and do it. I think like the Super Nintendo ones I would enjoy. Six is amazing. Yeah. Um, four is as well, and five didn't come out here, so I can't say that. But I mean, it, it has now, but yeah. just not in that same capacity. The remake. Uh, so yeah, those things are all happening. Um, Obsidian announced their new game that they had been working on long before their acquisition, and I think it looks like garbage. It is a survival game. I hate that. Yeah. Someone will like it. It literally... Okay, so it looks like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, no. So, like, you are all... You're regular people, but Mm -hmm. all the, like the world all the stuff around you is huge so like it shows like big plants but they're like little plants and like insects and stuff Mm -hmm. and you have to like survive but you like work together to do it it's called grounded and i don't want to play that i like okay Mm. if you had said to me right hey this is obsidian's new game i would want it to be an rpg like a crpg yeah like or something like the outer worlds that they just put out this is not like that um but maybe they were trying to pivot away from rpgs and maybe now that they have that sweet sweet microsoft money they can pivot right back in i don't know but this is not what i wanted from obsidian it's for somebody but not for me it's fine the trailer like didn't really show a lot Mm -hmm. i think it launches or like mid 2020 it's like springish. Mm-hmm. This reminds Wolf. me when I went into pre-order Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There was this like four-year-old kid, like three or four years old, mm-hmm. like really young. Yeah, and you will never guess the game he wanted for, for Switch. I don't know Fortnite. Ark. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, what is this kid doing? How does he even know this game exists hey, man. on Switch? People make videos of all types of stuff. Arc, yes. Arc is a bizarre game. It, but like a four or five, maybe five at the oldest. Like, he was little. I some people watch unsupervised mind. YouTube quite often. He probably saw a lot of videos of Arc where people were throwing poop at each other. 
How it's hilarious to mm, young children. Maybe that was it. I don't know anything about the I, game. Ark is fucking... I yes. can't take it. It Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It launched in early access on console. Yes. But it was a full physical retail release that in no way on the box art said that it was still mm-hmm. in early access. I believe it is completed now. Scott played it for a while. It's on Game Pass, I believe. You, like, build fences and stuff but then like you can be attacked your stuff can be attacked and broken while you're not online it's like just another weird survival yeah there are dinosaurs mm -hmm. i don't know you can pick up poop and throw it that's the main extent of my knowledge yeah i just Uh, thought it was bizarre seeing such a young young child wanting that game that is bizarre (laughs) um rare announced the new game that they are putting out it is called Everwild, and it is like the the trailer shows literally nothing. Awesome. And they said that it like is in very early development. So it's it's open world, and you're like in nature, but it's also got like a magical tint to it. And the the trailer essentially just shows a bunch of weird foresty environments, and then a lady petting a magical looking deer. Okay. And whatever, I'm sure it'll be cool. It's from the same developer as Sea of Thieves, so right. it's probably some weird multiplayer open f- forest. Did Sea of Thieves do well for them? No, I don't think so. So that's what I'm kind of wondering if they're like gonna go the exact opposite. Yeah, I, and go I did not player? get a good enough sense of this from what I saw that it is because like maybe even they... a multiplayer thing. Like it might mm. just be single player, but it. And, like, who knows, like, that might have been when Microsoft was trying to be weird and going, like, pushing multiplayer hard. Maybe, Maybe. with, like, Phil Spencer at the helm, he's like, how about you guys go back to, like, more of a single-player thing? I don't know. Um, it just, like, there, there wasn't enough to really right. show, in my opinion. And, like, there's just not right. much about it. And they their whole thing was, it's in super early development. It'll kind of be, I don't know, an open-world thing. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, which, I mean, like, I'm just... They've been regularly updating Sea of Thieves, right? Still, yeah. They have so, like, it kind of makes sense that, like, they're just kind of, like, it's still the early stages of this game. So, I believe they Rare, there are two teams at Rare, mm-hmm. so they are developing two games at once, okay. I think. I don't know if that means they're making this game ever wild and still working on Sea of Thieves, or if they're making two games. Well, I think a lot of times, like, early on, like, a smaller team will break off of, like, 20 people. Usually, but they there seem to be, like, in the press release for it and stuff, and things Phil Spencer said that made me think that maybe they're making two games at once. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't know. That would be cool, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Rare's not what they used to be, so no, I, I can't I, get as excited. No, I really... After Sea of Thieves, I don't think I'm going to get too excited about anything they're doing. No. Um, at E3 this last year, Ninja Theory's new game was announced. It's called Bleeding Edge. It mm-hmm. is a weird third-person action fighting game. Well, I don't know if fighting game is a good word. It's like a battle... Well, it, no, well, it is It is exactly Anarchy Reigns, which was mm-hmm. a, the exact same game. And okay. it was a fighting game. Quote, yeah, like, it, like it's like a the battle arena. Made, I guess. Yeah, but P- Platinum made that. Yes. And they made Anarchy Reigns. This literally looks like that. They mm-hmm. showed some more of it, and the release date is March 24th, 2020. And it is just multiplayer, correct? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, yes. Uh, so they have, like, weird class-based characters similar to overwatch and that they each have their own abilities and mm-hmm. things i that game also doesn't look interesting to me very mm-hmm. much but somebody will play it yeah and I'm like sure. it a lot especially because it's like just sign up for game pass and give yeah it a try. And just try it um the last one that i personally wrote down is that don't nod the people that made remember me and 
Life is Strange. Right. They are putting out a new episodic game called Tell Me Why, which is about twins, and one of them is a transgender person, and mm-hmm. I guess it's slightly based on a true story. So they like are trying really hard to make it an authentic thing. And I, they must have signed a contract with Microsoft because it's only coming to Xbox and then PC stuff. It's mm-hmm. not coming to PS4 that I could see. They said Steam, Microsoft Store, Game Pass, and Xbox One. And mm-hmm. that's all that it seemed. But it is an episodic game, so it'll be just more similar to Life is Strange. It doesn't seem like it has a supernatural twist to it, I, but I don't know. I'm guessing season two did not do well for them. And that's why they're like, all right, let's kind of go off and do a new IP. Uh, I think it did. You do? You think it did do well? I mean, all the things I ever see about it are people saying that the plot is like amazing of season two. So of Life is Strange. So. Okay. Like I, I was, I, I wasn't thinking like critically. I was thinking like sales wise. Oh, sales wise. It probably did nothing. Right. I would assume because of how long it took between yes, episodes. Yes. But this, since it will be on Game Pass, seems like a better way to do that because then you don't have to pay for each episode necessarily. Which I think like a lot of them are getting added to Game Pass. Uh, Life is Strange, that is. Yeah. I just did not like the prequel. Mm. And I just kind of like, I don't really want to do anything else in the Life is Strange. Well, I mean, like the second one is nothing like. I know. It's just, but like it tonally, it is similar. Mm. And I, so I just. I don't know. No. I know it's like different characters and everything. It just yeah, yeah. I like the first one. The first one is very I, good. I, I liked think, it a lot. Yes. And so yeah, they also announced like eight hundred thousand tinier indie games that I don't mm. remember, and showed some ID at Xbox thing that had like three hundred billion uh, indie games in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so like I those things always like. F- float right by me when it's just like oh here's like 20 seconds of gameplay mm. from this thing that you've mm. never heard of right. with no explanation I'd like my eyes glaze over they had a bunch of other stuff like Wasteland 3 is gonna be on Game Pass when it launches and they're pushing that and that's really it I mean there was there was a lot of cool stuff they talked about Project X Cloud, mm. which uh, since Stadia launched people seem less than thrilled with that mm. And Project X Cloud, it seems like everyone is super into, and they, in their preview program, it's going to launch with 50 or more games on it, which I think is more than you can buy on Stadia at this moment. Do you think they're going to roll X Cloud into, like, the Game Pass Ultimate? I do, yeah. And then it'll be, like... Twenty dollars, you also get the X Cloud. Yeah, because then you can just stream the yes. Game Pass things. I do think that, yes. So I, they're gonna kill it. Yeah, yeah. in multiple fronts, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because it seems like Stadia didn't launch with most of the features they talked about, and then like doesn't really have that many interesting games right. at launch. See, I my thought was I think what I'm gonna do is I'm going to try the Ubisoft Plus. Mm. Because that works with the Stadia. Yeah. And I think they probably have like a free trial. 
So that's how I was planning on trying. But Stadia. they couldn't get Breakpoint done for launch. Oh, that's devastating. It is. How are you going to play Breakpoint? Again? I heard, spoiler. How are you going to play I it heard, again? I, again, I don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, but XCloud seems really cool, mm-hmm. and it seems like it has way less latency. And you can also use uh, they announced you'll be able to use a PS4 controller and other types of controllers with mm-hmm. it because they're like, we don't, who fucking cares, man? Yeah, that would just you, be you can a play weird, the shit. It's fine. That'd be a really stupid work. Like, because like yeah. there'd be an easy workaround for there it. There would be. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's like, yeah, we officially support this. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. You're right. Here right. you go. It's just a Bluetooth. Controller, exactly. Like. And so like, it's smart on their part to yeah, just yeah. get out in front of it and be like, yeah, you can just <laughs> use the PS4 controller on our Xbox thing. It's your phone. Yeah. Who, who gives a shit? You're right, not gonna right. be able to use it on the Xbox, but like, mm. whatever. Uh, so that's cool. Um, they're, they're doing a good job, right. I, I think. They showed a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot more than what we talked about here, but lots of interesting stuff. Yeah, awesome. So with that, we will transition into what we have been playing. and This is going to be a doozy. This is going to be a real party here. Okay, you did add Pokemon. Um, we beat Zelda 2. Yeah. I Wait. Okay, what? Do you want to talk about what we did on Sunday? <laughs> No. Okay. We want. Well, <laughs> All right. No, Zelda two. Do, yeah. Zelda two. <laughs> Zelda two. Uh, we did beat it. Yeah. We started our play after I came back from Japan. We started our play session and the final dungeon. We were like right there. Right. Right. We found out that when you die, you spawn at the beginning <laughs> of the dungeon, so we didn't have to walk all the way back, which was really great. Also. That would have been very helpful to know. It would have been helpful to know much earlier yes. in time. Yeah, but we didn't because why would we know that? So we would just like get to like a pixel of health and then just have to spam and spend like 20 minutes of rewinding just to get through like one enemy. Yeah, that's on us. And so then the... Oh my god. The final dungeon, you played it. Yes, most of it. You took a path, mm-hmm. and then it was literally a dead end. Right. There was no recourse. You could not do anything to advance. Yes. That is bad design. Like, you just get to a room, and there's nothing that you can do anymore. <laughs> you basically just have to die to mm-hmm. start the dungeon over. That's bad. Yeah, like, a right. lot. Of, I think a lot of the things in this game, the design is not great. That is, like... Asinine. Peak awfulness. Mm. That is next level trash design, I think. You didn't believe I that could, they did. I could, I still cannot. <laughs> there, I'm convinced that there has to be something there somehow mm. that you could, some, anything, <laughs> anything that you could have done that over. Mm-hmm. But, but, but we couldn't figure out why would it be that way. But why have the branching paths, like, I don't know. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean. It could have been like a linear thing it's so dumb and so then you get to the final well there are two bosses right in a row the one is the thunderbird and if you don't use thunder on it Mm -hmm. the magic spell that you can miss Mm -hmm. uh you can't hurt it we had it luckily because i just started blatantly using a guide halfway through because i we missed so many things that were yes make it so you can't advance like if okay can you? I can't even imagine a scenario where you get to the end of that fucking dungeon and you somehow don't have thunder. I would have taken the cartridge 
and smashed it to bits. <laughs> I would have smashed it to bits back in the day. Uh, I, I mean, you would have gotten to the final boss and tried everything to beat it. And you're like, why? I can't, I can't hurt I, it. And then you, and then you, you, go you to don't school. have the internet. No, and then you go to school and they're like, yeah, you gotta have this one move. And then you would have been so excited to get home and play it. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you beat that. Which is probably the hardest boss in the game. It just like vomits fireballs out and no real distinct pattern. No, that that was weird. <laughs> yeah, like that. At least other ones are like, oh, this is like the this this is the pattern, mm-hmm. or this is how you dodge it. That was just like random fireball vomit. And as it went on, it added more and was just dumb. So it, by the end, it was just completely asinine. Yeah, or... and then the final boss which was way easier than it probably should have been, is just this weird little magic man comes out and then makes Dark Link. Spoilers. For the end of Zelda 2, I guess. And then you fight yourself. Right. No matter what, it always takes eight hits. So you're supposed to use the magic to shield yourself so you take half damage and then just go to town. Luckily, he is easier than most of the other enemies with a shield in the game because I found out through reading... That they can attack and block at different angles. Mm-hmm. Link cannot. But he you also, cannot. But he also has like the worst hitbox in the game. He does. It's really tight. You yeah. gotta really be in there. So like uh, that's a, a very precise downside. That's like a 50 50. At right. least there's a trade off where yeah, yeah. he can't just like block and hit you at the same mm-hmm. time because he's just you and you right. can't do that. So that's fine. Uh, and that was not the worst. Because I basically just like jumped like an idiot and tried to come down and hit him right in his hitbox, mm-hmm. which eventually worked. And then yeah. you win, and then you just walk to the next screen and it's over. And then you can do a new game plus, where it shows that you're leveled up, but you don't actually have, have those the levels? levels. I don't know what the fuck that was, <laughs> and I didn't care enough to look it up because yeah. we were done yeah. and it's over. And I will never play this game again, probably because I hated it. A but lot. You can tell everyone that you beat Zelda 2 now. I can. And then they'll say, Did you do it legitimately? And I'll say, No. No. We no. Cheated a lot. They will not ask that. They will ask why. <laughs> I don't know. I no one is gonna ask me about Zelda 2 probably, no. but it is You should put it in your Twitter bio. It is one of the my least favorite games I have played, I think, maybe. Wow. It's not good. No, it's not. It's very upsetting. So many things about it. And I, how it morphed into a magical franchise is beyond me. But they got there. Yeah. I think it's the most interesting Zelda game ever made. I don't agree with that statement. I will. Oh. <clears throat> All right. You have been playing Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Is it still impossible? Did you beat the lair? I did not beat the lair. Okay. But I got everything else. What? What? You 100% of the game except for the final area? Yeah. Damn. I can't do it. That's insane. That's, yeah. Whoa. I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. That's That seems really fucked up. Yeah, it's just kind of unnecessary. Because it was not easy getting like all, like all like 200 coins. I mean, like I had to work for it. Yeah. But yeah, so I feel like I, I'm satisfied. I played over 20 hours, kind of like 100%ing the game, not including the final area. So I'm happy and I've kind of moved on. Okay. I'm counting that as I beat the game. Okay. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So Manny, tell me about the masterpiece that is known as Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. I. Oh my god. 
I have to preface this with saying that I have always loved Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I started playing originally. Red was your first, right? I played, yeah, blue, red and blue were my first. I played blue. And I, oh, you played blue. I played every one since then, literally every game since then, except for Emerald. Mm. So I played all of the third versions as well. Um, Emerald is the only one I don't own, I think. Is there a reason? Just like money or something? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. Mm. It just, I, I never ended up picking that one up. Although Emerald is very good right, in right. comparison. Like it added a lot from Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, because you really like Ruby and I do. Yeah, they're very good. I yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I That's buy. a really long game, though, isn't it? They're pretty long. The end, the back half of those games is not great. Where mm-hmm. you have to go dive underwater and read Braille right. and shit. Not my favorite part of those. But. I always think about the too much water review. Yeah, dude. There was too. It's true. There I was know, too much the water. That bothers me is like people shit on it, and it's like that is a fair complaint. Like, don't tell me so that's not a fair complaint. Whenever people trash on reviews, there are mm. two reviews that they bring up, and it is Jeff Gerstmann's review of Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. which it was an eight point six. Mm-hmm. It's a fine review. <laughs> How it was yeah. too low. It was a master. Fuck off. Twilight Princess is fine. Yes. I agree. Eight point six is more than enough. I mean, that is somewhere between good and great. Yeah. Also, I don't know that I would have given it an eight point six. I would have mm-hmm. given it less than that, probably. Anyways, mm-hmm. then people bring up the seven point eight. I believe it was on yeah, IGN yeah. for Ruby and Sapphire, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire because there's too much water. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's too much water. There. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have the reverse here with Pokemon Sword and Shield where outlets are mainly giving it like an 8 out of 10. And then people are saying that's too high Mm -hmm. and we must, it must go lower. They must have been paid. Look, my man, if someone was going to pay me for a review, Mm -hmm. they better be paying me for a 10 out of 10. Because if you have that little faith in your game to pay someone to give it an 8 out of 10, Mm -hmm. you're fucking up. If you're going to take the time to pay someone, pay for the highest review score. Don't pay for an 8 out of 10. Yeah. So yeah. it's not happening. No one is being paid for their Sword and Shield reviews. But I I just think, like, Pokemon is just one of those franchises where, like... you can, No one can be pleased. Well, not just that, but, like, I I think, like, reviewers can. And they, they look at it and they go, like, this is fine. This is fun. This is good. It's not great. It's somewhere in between. I enjoyed my time with it. It's just and a that, fun little thing. To and do. that is an accurate description of this game, I think. Yes. Like, I still have enjoyed... I've played for about seven and a half hours at this right. point, okay? Because I got it last night at midnight. Can, yeah, what is... <laughs> I'm trying to gather yes. my thoughts. The When this game released, and I read all the complaints, and I've read everything, I've kind of come to the realization that I don't think Game Freak is a good developer. Oh, no. I, they haven't been for a long time. I don't think they've ever been a good developer. Oh, rough. I think they accidentally stumbled upon a masterpiece in Pokemon. Yes. They don't quite understand why it worked, but they understand how the formula works, so they can just easily just make the same game over and over again. Yes. And just, like, 
They actually stumbled upon the best-selling video game franchise of all time. Pokemon is literal, literally <laughs> yes. the highest-grossing yes. entertainment franchise yes. on Earth of all time. And I think they accidentally did it. They don't understand why or how, and they're just kind of fumbling their way through these games. So, like, I, I don't know that I did, I did... I think I disagree that they have never been a good developer. Because, like, Red and Blue, they made, and then right. they make the third version, Yellow, that is, like, improved, right? If you go by Japanese standards, that yes. statement is slightly different, but I don't. We're not getting into that. Yeah, because they were like red. Because they green. were red and green, and then they made blue, which was a new version, yes. which is the ones that came out here. Yes. Whatever. It's a whole thing. Gold and silver take that concept, make it one step further, right? And then you still can go to the areas from the right. first game. Then it gets completely rehauled for the Game Boy Advance with uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Can I right? recant my statement? Okay, yes. They're, they were a good studio. They were never a great studio. Okay, that's fair. But like Ruby and Sapphire, I think, mm -hmm. were a great evolution of that, right? Right. And then they made Emerald, right. which is just the third version of that game because they always make a third version whatever. Then when they transition to the DS, I think that Diamond and Pearl are great as well. See, like, I think for people look at Game Freak... And what they're expecting is, like, Breath of the Wild. They're expecting, like, Naughty Dog levels. And I don't think they're ever going to Oh, I don't think they're ever capable of that. But I <laughs> yes. also, like, if I, as a Pokemon fan, look at each generational leap, yes. I think that they did a lot of great things yes. until Black and White. Black and White, I think, is a great game. Like, if I mm -hmm. went back, I think if I replayed every Pokemon game from Black and White and before that, I think I could honestly say that Black and White is the best of those games. Really? Of those ones yeah, yeah, before yeah. it. Like, if you just look at it incrementally going forwards, like, it has all those Pokemon still, it has everything that you want, and it made good... Well, actually, Black and White too, really. Because they're the same games, but they also added difficulty options, which is what everyone wants now. Whoa. Black and White 2 have difficulty options, which is what people want now, which is why people even say they want that, is because fucking Black and White 2 had difficulty options. They'll never do it again, but that they had Explain that. why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense, right? No, no. And then, like, going after that is when I think they got more and more controversial. Mm -hmm. Like, X and Y came out, and... I honestly think those games were not done. Like, the all of the routes were super linear. I, like, I liked X and Y, and yeah. I think they were cool coming to the 3DS, and they made the transition to 3D. But a lot of those games felt just, like, not great and kind of unfinished. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you move on to Sun and Moon, which I also feel like were not finished. Okay. In, in some regards. Like, there were all those buildings that were just, like, not built in the towns. And they were mm. like, someday they'll be built. And, like, it just feels wholly unfinished as in general. Like, I liked a lot of the things they did with that. Where, like, they tried to get away from the having gyms. They tried to do interesting things by removing HMs and all that mm. stuff. But it didn't work for a lot of people. You were one of those people, especially the story aspects of it, you were not as much of a fan of. See, my thing is, But like, people hated those games. Like, I yes. feel... I often feel like I am, like, the sole survivor on Earth who actually enjoyed my time with Pokemon Sun and Moon. I don't mind if a story's bad. Yeah. Just let me cut, skip the cutscenes at that point. Okay, well, don't worry, because you can't skip them in this I know, game. and it's just... I would un I understand when it's like, hey, we're load we're like hiding a load screen here, but like you can't tell me that that's happening with Pokemon. So, yeah, you can't. <laughs> but but people people accepted X and Y as yes. the first 3DS games because they're like, oh, it's their first go around on this. Next time it'll be better. 
you would have expected them to make a Z version yes. so that they could have like finished those games, perfected that formula. They did not do that. Right. And instead they made uh, Omega, Ruby, and Sapphire. Yes. And like those games were pretty good, mm-hmm. but there was nothing that made them stand out. There was no cool or huge new addition to it that made them even worth the time. Other than right? they, they added like more megas. Yeah, which like is okay. But then when you're gonna yeah. make that mechanic defunct immediately after, who <laughs> yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. And so like people then really started to get upset with Sun and Moon and are like, this is not the direction that we as Pokemon fans feel they should be taking this. Right. There is the alternate side argument that like they're not making these games for you as a Pokemon fan. They're making them for someone who it is their first time and they're a new Pokemon fan, which is fair. But I don't agree with that argument because I think that you always should make the best product that you can make. That is... Imagine if every company did that, though. Like, oh, it'd be fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. People have given Pokemon leeway for a long time. Yes, yes. But now with Sword and Shield, with all the shit that they have been getting, and I have defended these games up until release because you you didn't know. Well, exactly. Right? You can't just look at a game that you have not played or seen and be like, oh, well, this is trash, this is trash, and this is trash. I don't think that Sword and Shield are bad games. I think that they are as average as they could possibly be. Like, they are absolute minimal what i would expect from a pokemon game would you say that this is like an 8 out of 10 game but like a 4 out of 10 pokemon game something like that i would rate it probably like a 4 out of 10 pokemon game like maybe a 7 as a real game okay right like and i like a lot of 7 games like i play fucking i play the shit out of yokai watch and like Mm -hmm. let me tell you that shit's not that great but i i my bread and butter mm-hmm. in general is like seven out of ten games. So like I can get down with that. If there is content or something that will suck me in, especially collecting stupid creatures, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. There's just this these two games are for sure the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? Like yes, yes. my brother came down here who had not played a Pokemon game since black and white. And he was like, Yeah, I just wanted to see why people are complaining so much about these like animations and all these things and like boy they're not great no and i actually it looks pretty bad on the tv i think when you are playing in handheld mode it looks fine and so i i I will preface all the rest of my complaints by saying if you have never played a pokemon game before you will love you'll think this game's great Mm -hmm. because you don't know what they had before that they then like are slowly removing features or changing things in baffling ways. Right. Right. The core concept of Pokemon is you're a trainer and you catch a team of six little homies and then they level up and they have moves and they, things are weak. It's an RPG. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's a great concept. Kids love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and you can have a party of six. Yeah. Which is fun. They, had been adding new features to Pokemon as right. time went on. This just feels they at this point with the new Pokemon that they added, the new Pokemon designs are great. Right. Right. I think that they're all very well done. Maybe the best in a few generations in terms mm-hmm. of design wise, in my opinion. Uh they haven't added a hundred new Pokemon in a few generations. They've been adding less and less, and their excuse for that was it takes a long time to animate, animation is expensive. Both of those statements are true. Mm -hmm. But you had those models in 3D already, all of them, every one, in Sun and Moon, Mm -hmm. that people proved you could remove the weird outlines that they had and fully up-res them to HD and they would still look fine. Right. 
They did not do that, and they removed most of the Pokemon. So with the new Pokemon and the old ones that they left in, there are 400 total. Now, I think with the new additions, there should be 900-some, like 950, 960. So they culled, like, 60% of all the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. People got upset about that because... Very upset. Okay, so, like, I don't care. Me, personally. I can't disparage people who do care because... Your favorite Pokemon might have gotten cut, right? And you yes. like going through every game with that. You never, you should never go backwards on that kind of content, right. especially when they had to do that going to the Game Boy Advance with mm-hmm. Ruby and Sapphire, and they like tried to promise they would never happen again, right? Obviously, it's happening, yes. except to a much more extreme extent because they're saying they might not ever mm-hmm. add them all back in. And they said they did that in service of being able to add new cool features and do better things with development and make it look better that no i i that is where i cannot accept this because they kept the same dumbass animations that they've had for years Mm -hmm. that like they barely move they barely go and hit the other pokemon it just at this point on something as powerful as a switch moving up from the fucking 3ds on like a 240p screen it should be better now and like this is the time where i no longer can be like that Pokemon apologists, like, I have to admit that they are fucking up really bad with these games. And while they are reviewing well, that's because, like, the worst Pokemon game is still a fine game. Yeah, yeah. It's just these should be so much more. And, like, the pacing is bizarre in this game. The graphics do not look that great. The camera cuts are not good. The fucking pop-in, Matt, is out of control insane. Like, Mm. people last week we're posting videos of Pokemon in battle disappearing mm-hmm. uh, to and the trainers disappearing when certain moves would happen. That is the least of it. <laughs> you can be walking in a town and there's a long street. Mm-hmm. It'll be empty. But then as you walk in, people will just fucking appear <laughs> as if this is a goddamn N64 game. Like mm. it's crazy. They took out a ton of moves. They, like, obfuscated a bunch of weird things. Like I told you earlier, to be able to change the sound options, you have to talk to a random NPC who is missable Mm -hmm. to get an item that lets you change the sound. Basic settings features are locked behind weird shit like this. They removed the global trading system to make it, like, there is no GTS. What? Yeah, it's like Let's Go. It's like let's go in terms of like how you battle other people and how you trade. Where you like, they don't, I don't even remember how it works. Well, and it, it might work slightly different. I haven't actually tried it. In right. let's go, you like would make a room code like Diglett, Diglett, Jigglypuff, oh, and then you no. would go in there and do that. So they do. So not, there's no like wonder trading and stuff. There is wonder trading. It's called surprise trade, and you just go to a menu why, and why, do that. Why change? The but name? there is no GTS, so like I can't just go online and be like, I want mm-hmm. a, a Wobbuffet, and I would like this Pokemon for it. You can't do that. Mm. Um, it's weird. Wow. And like, there are online features that make me upset. Well, yeah. So like you. You get this thing, and it will show stickers on the side of your screen. Like, so every time I catch a Pokemon, it'll say, like, oh, Manny, it'll show a little picture of what I caught or what evolved. Even when I'm not online, it's showing me the stuff I did, and I can't make it disappear. Like, yeah, dog, I know what the fuck I just did. I did it. Right. I would sort it 
by my friends if I could. <laughs> so I would like to see, like, hey, how far is Matt in this game? Right. Like, when you start playing it, like, what Pokemon are you catching? What are you using? What's evolving? I can't do that. If I turn on online, I can then, I'll then start getting a million pop-ups of, like, oh, Japanese man did this. <laughs> and it's like, I don't give a fuck yeah, just, about this random person. Yeah. But the part that really put me over the edge was you can then go into the menu, sort them by your friends... And then in that menu, you can see your friends. But when you go back into the main game, that filter doesn't carry over, so it still shows you everything. Oh, nice. That seems like simple stuff that they might be able to change, but Game Freak never patches their games for simple quality of life stuff like that. Do you think now they will, now that it's an actual console game? God, I hope so. But I don't know. The only things they patched in their previous games were game-breaking bugs. Right. I'm just wondering if it was harder to, to update, like, a 3DS maybe a lot of 3d like yokai watch has huge patches for the 3ds that adds tons of content and does a whole bunch of stuff so no so no it's not yes <laughs> yeah. uh i was trying I, to look i and i had the, the, the I, had, I had the fucking answer mm-hmm. so um oh fuck I like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I like i i don't want to sit here and just like clown on these games all day long but, but like it's it's so hard it's think- so hard not to spoil next month. Yeah. But do you think this is one of your like biggest disappointments of the year? I have to get all the way through it first. But I would probably, because the thing I personally have wanted from a Pokemon game since, like, mm, let's say Gold and Silver, is an actual post-game. Mm-hmm. Because the post-game of Gold and Silver is you just play through Red and Blue again, basically. Yeah. I guess Fire Red and Leaf Green by... Or, heart, sorry, Heart Gold and Soul Silver had that by default as remakes. Well, that doesn't count. It though. doesn't count, right? They haven't had a post-game since then, really. Mm-hmm. Like, the only post-game content is if I want to become a professional battler and, like, go through the battle tower and stuff like that. And they even made the battle tower worse in this yeah. game. How do you do that? How do you fuck up these basic things? You take all these concepts. Okay. You know how TMs, the things you use to teach moves to Pokemon, had been made unlimited use? Don't tell me they went back to single. Oh my god. Don't, don't. Here we are. Don't do that. Don't do so, this. So, TMs, you can still use multiple times, but what if all of the good moves that you wanted to teach Pokemon were called TRs, and you could only use them once a piece? What if they did that? What if after years of this amazing decision that they made, they just were like, well, fuck that, we're going back. Like, two steps forward, 30 steps back, man. What the fuck is that? How can you do... How can you go back on that? Oh, my After all this time. So, like, if I want to teach someone fucking thunder, I have to grind for this dumbass currency called Watts to buy the fucking thunder TR over and over again. Mm. Come on. And the new features they add, Dynamaxing is interesting. Mm -hmm. The the Pokemon get big. You can only do that in gym leader battles or in online battles. You just can't do it in regular battles. Which is fine. It would probably take too long for the animation to be worth it. Whatever. That's fine. That is an interesting thing. It makes it so that it just, they removed Megas. It gives every Pokemon a Mega-like thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So they they didn't carry Z moves forward, it's which just, were actually pretty good in but my that's opinion. Fine as well, they but, also didn't carry forward the Mega, so you just had the Dynamaxing. That's fine. But like, what I like about not to get into like a little bit deeper in like that, yeah. At least now, you, 
you can have like real items on all your Pokemon, and you, you don't have to have like a Z move or a Mega Stone. Yeah. So like, and it also adds a little bit more variety in like every battle. You can change up who you're gonna Dynamax. So yeah, like but it, the thing that drives me nuts is then there are Pokemon that you can Dynamax that are better than others because oh, they yes. Gigantamax and have good better moves. Right. Like. But, like, the, you don't need that level of strategy when you're playing against the AI. No, but when you're playing against real humans... Right. Yes. But then they're going to expect that, so then you may be able to... You possibly. Dr- like, I, I'm yeah, just, like, kind of wondering, But like, just a- as a new feature, that yes. is the main new feature they added. Yes. They added that open world area that, mm. like... Is okay? Is fine. It's, like, not as cool as it should be. Mm. Like, there are just... You walk to this side of the field, and there's hail. You walk to the north, and it's a desert. And, like... There are a lot of cool, interesting Pokemon. The north is the desert? Look, dog, I saw it. It's Geography. Weird. Okay. Yeah, geography. Especially for <laughs> England. Yeah, that's that's why I was confused. And it, like, it just is weird, and you you can get into these raid battles against uh, Dynamax Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anyone to do it with me, even though I was searching. The online might have been broken last night. I was going to say, like... Aren't you on not online? Or? I was on, so that it just will search. But then mm. apparently it should have been adding AI partners, and that wasn't happening. Some Pokemon you can only get that way. It's weird, and mm. it's it's fine. They're slightly more powerful than regular Pokemon when you catch them that way. But like that open world area is fine. Mm-hmm. They took some of the things they learned from the last Pokemon game on Switch, like the overworld battles, and like they kept those but then mix them in with the old random battle style, just kind of strange. In my opinion, there are too many Pokemon to catch on each route, as proved by me having over 50 Pokemon before the first gym battle. Counter. Yeah. Now imagine if there were 900 to catch. That'd be tight. <laughs> That'd be a lot. It would be a lot, but it would be like the other games where you have to transfer those ones in. Right, right. You wouldn't necessarily be able to catch them all, right? But that's not the case, and it yeah. seems like you can catch all of them, and most routes just have a million, but then they also have, like, super, super rare spawns, mm-hmm. which the Pokedex will tell you. It'll be like, oh, you missed this Pokemon. You should go there and try to catch it, and then if you catch that, it'll show you another one you didn't mm-hmm. catch, and usually they're just super rare spawns that piss me off. Mm-hmm. My brain is broken, so I have to try to catch them. If I gave you... up when it wanted me to go further back and catch a Butterfree, because I was like, I'm not about that. If you want to write down a list of like the Pokemon you want me to catch, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, I will because I some of the dragons I think are exclusive to each version. That's weird, but so so yeah. There's the Dynamaxing is a new feature. The open world thing is a new feature, which is just like a big empty area that runs mm. kind of like shit because it's too big. Um, oh no! You can camp in. Uh, all the roots, which just means that you can heal anywhere, essentially, so that it removes even more of the challenge. Wait, any of the roots? Yeah. Okay. You can, yeah, anywhere. It's fine. Except for in towns. And then you, t- you can make curry, so there's a curry Pokedex where you can, like, you'll get sausage, and you put some berries in it, and then you make curry, and you can collect all the curry. I don't know what purpose that serves, but you can do that. And certain types of curry, you play this shitty mini game that's not good, and then you can heal your Pokemon. They get some experience. Do you need to heal? Like I rarely no, because heal. they fucking regardless, they have dumbed down the difficulty of Pokemon so much that like before any battle, they'll be like, "Oh, do you need to be healed." It's like, no, I had full health already, homeboy. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like they've been easy forever, and like right. I don't get upset that they're too easy now, but. 
sometimes you see what people where people are coming from where see, it's like, like they're really trying do you want a difficult pokemon no game? i don't but i want a game that's not brain dead as oh, fuck yeah, yeah. there there there's a good in between there i'm just saying like yeah yeah which, which they're can, not doing which you can always just like make it more difficult on yourself i guess which you could have before if you could turn off experience share but you well, can't they, do that yeah, anymore. but like see like that is bad way to make it more difficult no but because like that see that's where that's where i'm saying you can do that to yourself right in all the fucking previous games yes yes why would you remove a basic option right for accessibility stuff that people could turn off before why would Mm. you remove that yes i agree with the with you there i'm just saying like if they remove that and be like, I, oh, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They should difficult. not remove experience share. They should add the ability for people who want to turn it off to be able to do that. That's why before it used to be a fucking item mm-hmm. and you just wouldn't equip it. And then they made it so that it was a thing that just exists right. and you could turn it off. Why would you remove a basic feature yes. that is not to the detriment of anyone? Being able to turn it off if you want to. Who does that hurt? Right. No one. I prefer it because I just... Like, Same. I don't want to grind. I like, don't either. Like, but grinding Grinding does not... Like, forcing me to grind is not a good way to make it more difficult. That's the wrong way to make it difficult. Yes, but they... I, I don't... Like, I don't yeah. get why you would remove that. You can turn... Mm-hmm. They added auto-saving. That's another new feature. You can turn that off. I did because I just want to be able to save whenever I want. I don't care. Mm. I'm never going to lose. Right, so it, it doesn't matter. And the way I try to catch Pokemon, sometimes, I guess I don't know how the spawning works, but right. sometimes if you want to reset for a Pokemon or whatever, you just want to be able to save and not have an auto save. Yeah, that that makes sense to just turn off if you're going after like a legendary. Yeah, I just turned it off because I save all the time anyways. I'll do it. It's mm-hmm. fine. And this game is not anywhere near hard enough for me to actually have to care. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, those are the new features, though. Like, yeah. there are no cool new things. The quality of life stuff was, like, mostly removed, it seems like. I just don't... It's bizarre. I am convinced, because the head of the Pokemon company was one of the people that, when the Switch came out, said, this is not going to do well, it's going to fail. I'm convinced that this started development as a 3DS game, and then they had to pivot to the switch mm-hmm. and so they couldn't do as much as they wanted to or should have i know it was a remake or whatever you want to call it but like let's go felt like a switch game. but that is because i am convinced that let's go was the game that they made from the ground up for the switch but they, and so the they made reason, that one before but the- no i because i bet you anything they didn't want to scrap all the progress that they had made on a 3ds version of this game so instead they spent all of the fucking development time making it a switch like mm. brute forcing it into a fucking switch game like fit in here make it work cut all the pokemon who cares we gotta get this shit out like that's what it feels mm. like to me and mm. i no one will ever know that but i that is my 100 percent belief is that that is why mm-hmm. let's go feels like a switch game and this game does not that just seems bizarre it is the whole thing is bizarre and I'm yelling a lot. Yeah. I've had a great time with this <laughs> stupid fucking game. It's just I can't say anything positive about it because... It's Pokemon. Because it's... Yeah, because I'm so <laughs> angry. Like all Pokemon fans. But it just... It should be better. Right. And I am enjoying it anyways. And I hate that I'm enjoying it anyways. Because I would love to be that person who was like... You know what? I won't buy it this time. Because... 
they need to do better. But you know what? I'll buy it every time because I'm an idiot and I just it is like it's like comfort food to me personally. You are in a position that I was with the NHL series. I know. Where I just kept buying it and just be like, this is not good. But I also it's not bad either. It just it yeah. should be better. Yeah, I see I've come into this with the mentality that like I didn't think it was going to be a masterpiece. I didn't so, like, either. My but I my just, expectations feel very always low. Always hope. And I, you know, you never hope for, developers are never hoping to make a bad game, mm. and I'm never hoping for them to make a bad game, but I actually hope that somehow Game Freak learns some lesson from all the backlash that they have received, right. and like, either make a third version of this game that f- is better, like they fix most of the issues people had, like maybe if they just add turning off experience share, everyone will be psyched. Do you think if they made like a third one, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and it's just like, hey, we're adding like 400 if, new Pokemon and that's the only thing, do you think people would be happy? I think people would be happy. I would not be. Yes. Because I can't have another situation like Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon where mm. it's like, hey, we put out these new games. What's different? Oh, like literally nothing? Yes. Awesome, awesome. Glad I paid $40 for this. Yeah. Uh, except for this like tiny post-game scenario and we tweaked some of the cutscenes. Fuck off. I did not play. I did. And you know what? The, en- the end part where you fight Rainbow Team Rocket and they bring the enemies from other dimensions, that part's cool. <laughs> you know what? Didn't need to replay this 40-hour experience to get there. Could have just had it as a DLC expansion. I don't think they know what that is. I don't either. And, like, then you hope that they're making other games. Like, they tried to put out Little Town Hero, and that bombed for them. I just don't think that they are capable as a developer. And that's what... That's what you're saying, yeah. Going back to my original point, I don't think they're a good developer anymore. I think they just accidentally stumbled upon If you know someone who has never played Pokemon, and their first Pokemon game is going to be on the... If they have a Switch, and this is going to be their first Pokemon game, go for it. Like, if you have a kid, and this is going to be their first Pokemon game, it's fine. You would recommend this over Let's Go? Because uh, Let's Go is... I, I liked it a Let's lot. Go is a fun game, right? Yeah. But I think that if you're going to have, like, a first Pokemon game and then play the other ones going forward, this is what you'd want to play, so mm. you'd be used to the items and things like that. And there's right. more Pokemon. More mm. you can do, in theory. Um, yeah. Like, Calvin's never played a Pokemon game. And, like, That's... for me, as his friend, I... I know what Pokemon was like. I don't think he should have played this. I mm-hmm. think that since he has a 3DS, he should fucking play the older ones, but he wouldn't. And I would have to say, play this, right? Mm-hmm. Or if someone had a kid, and it's like, oh, their first Pokemon experience, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. It just, to me and people who knew what Pokemon was like this whole time, it is like being stabbed with a knife, except now I have noticed the wound. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I just I wish I wish so much more from it. If you had told me that I would come into this podcast and I would yell more about Pokemon than Death Stranding, never would have believed it. Mm. Never would have believed it. But I am more upset about Pokemon Pokemon game than I am about Hideo Kojima's masturbatory <laughs> video game. Ooh. But we both played Luigi's Mansion. And how do you feel about it? It's fucking great, Matt. And you know what? I, okay, it's not great. It's mm. it's a fine game. 
I was enjoying it, and then I hit a boss, and I just don't want to play anymore. Okay, what boss is it? The one where you're in the water. Okay, yeah, that one's not great. It just but... the controls, I just don't want to I've do seen it a lot of people say that, especially the back-to-back bosses, because that T-Rex one before it sucks, I think. That was not the worst. It does suck, though, I it's think. It's not... I've, I'm finding most bosses in this game, I'm going like, this is not great. So that one I did not enjoy. Well, it, it technically it'd be back to back to back bosses because before that it was the Polter Kitty. Oh, that one I thought was easy. I had no issue with that. I didn't have issues with. My issue was like, this just feels like padding because now I'm having to go back through. It old does. Worlds. I saw people saying they couldn't figure that out, but if you just make Gooigi, the cat never turns around. That's what I did. Yeah, so it's that, really easy. That, I didn't have an like, issue. Yeah, but my point is like, it just felt like. As I said, padding where it's like this is unnecessary. Where I had to go back through it the is. the one world, and then I had to go back down another level, and then go through. Yeah. And then and then the third time you have to fight the Polter Kitty, it goes up. Yeah. And for whatever reason, in my brain, I was like, I have to go to the next floor uh, up again. I thought about that, but then I looked and saw its tracks on the next like area. I did not. Yeah. So I went up to the next floor. Walked all around there and then had to go back down. And so, like, I wasted even a little more time than you would. But, like, yeah. still, like, I just, I don't know. Well, he's not a long game. I've played right. it for, like, seven hours and I'm almost done. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I like it as, I a, as a game. where I stopped is pretty much where you have stopped. What? I have four or five floors left. I don't know. I have, like, six. Did you do the Egypt one? No, I told you. I'm, I stopped at the boss. Okay. Which is oh that's true the the boil which is the boiler room which I assume the next one is probably Egypt yeah probably the Egypt one was my least favorite floor by a large margin as as a floor the boss was alright the floor you liked the floor of the boiler room I mean it was fine Hmm. I just don't like the controls of the moving around in the dinghy just blower suck you know whichever Mm. whichever gets you to where you need to be. I, we also had played the multiplayer mode on Extra Life, so I already knew the controls. I, I know the controls. They're not good. <laughs> no, I don't think the controls for most of Luigi's Mansion 3 are good. No, that's... Uh, which is the bummer, because I think that the rest of the game is just, like, fun and charming. It's charming, and I'm really loving the bosses, or the puzzles. The puzzles I like as well. And I also like that each floor is... This isn't a hotel. No. I, what what hotel has a, oh, that a pyramid in it, you know? <laughs> I love that movie studio. The movie studio level is brilliant, yeah. especially by puzzle solving standards. Yes, like yes. that's the shit I live for in this yeah, game. Yeah. And then there's ones like the Egypt one where you're like, I'm sucking up sand, and you're like, Fuck off, Luigi. This is stupid. Uh, but I, I, what I love about it is it, it kind of reminds me of like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Where he, they like, they're scared of everything, and like he's scared of everything, and it's like. This is your third go around here, but man, <laughs> yeah, like you've got you've <laughs> yeah, got this. Yeah, you yeah. know how to bust ghosts. It's gonna be fine on your third go around yeah, here. Yeah. But no, he's all, he's perpetually afraid of yeah, everything yes. and anything that occurs. He is mm-hmm. so horrified of, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, he's that's a, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's definitely better than Dark Moon. Mm-hmm. Dark Moon like felt. I didn't even finish Dark Moon. It felt so long, and like. A chore almost, whereas this does not feel like that. Right. This feels closer to the original, um, in terms of like pacing and stuff. It might still be a little too long for what it is, but they, they like don't add. It's weird because in the beginning you get given a lot of the mechanics, yes, and then it really doesn't. Ex- 
expand? No, and like, but like, they did expand like some of the puzzle stuff. And... Yeah, so like you're doing other mm-hmm. things, but it just never becomes that much more complicated no, than no. it is in the beginning. So if you are burned out near the beginning, you're <laughs> not gonna finish. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna finish this game just because I don't. Because I'm gonna get into Pokemon. I've got like so many other games I want to play. I have like twelve so. games and the that I'm juggling currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I for sure will finish Luigi's Mansion because mm-hmm. um, I'm so close and right. I'm enjoying it enough. It's fun. I mm-hmm. just like kind of turn on a podcast or something in the background and just like it's puzzle solving time, mm-hmm. and it it's cool. I it, it is good. It is a good game. It makes, like, I look at Luigi's Mansion, and then you compare Pokemon side by side, mm-hmm. and you wonder, how is it possible that both of these are on the same system? Mm-hmm. Where one runs really well and looks so good, and one runs really poorly and looks like shit. And it's not like, the, it's not like Luigi's Mansion is an in-house Nintendo studio. It's not. Although, they have come out and said they're only going to work with Nintendo. So they're like a weird studio in that sense. I what it, it's just weird because mm. like I don't understand how you yeah. can have these two games come out like two weeks apart, yeah, and have one look so good graphically and be like, "How's this on the Switch?" and it runs and doesn't really chug, mm-hmm. and then you have this other one that's like Pokemon is like it's like being slowly killed or something as you're playing some state. It's just is so weird. Do you think all this controversy has hurt the sales of Pokemon? No. Okay. That's so. That's the biggest bummer. Is because there will always be people like me who are like, "Oh, I love Pokemon. I gotta See, do it." Boycotts don't work in video games. They never do. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon, as we established, is literally the highest-grossing entertainment franchise yes. on earth. Nothing will happen. Because, like, if you remember last week, I said that Luigi's Mansion was the best-selling Switch game, and I was like, "What if it stays that way?" That'd be tight. That, that, that maybe that would teach them a lesson, but mm, I, uh, for sh- for just... sure, Pokemon will be their highest selling game mm. this year by, let's say, like maybe twice the amount of any other game. Mm-hmm. Because and then next year we know what that's going to be. Yes, and I, dude, I'm actually kind of like now that I've changed the way I play video games, I feel like Animal Crossing might be for me. Possibly. I can't wait to play Animal Crossing. I'm going to fuck. Oh, my God. Because, like, before it was, like, sit down and just, like, blast through it as quickly as I could. And That's my life. It, but, like, you can't do times. that for Animal Crossing. No, it's impossible. Like, just because of the way it works with real time. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm thinking, like, if I sit down and play an hour here, hour the next day, like, I think that'll really work well for Animal Crossing. Yeah. So. It will. Yes. Uh, but I am enjoying Luigi's Mansion. It's a fun puzzle game. Yeah. Um, I definitely would recommend it to pretty much anybody. Yeah, it's a... Any Switch owner definitely looking It is a good it. product. The Switch library is absurd at this point. Yeah, it's... So, it's, it's getting up there. But then mm. once it has Animal Crossing, that's like the crown jewel that they'll put at the end of the Switch library. Because anything that comes after Animal Crossing on the Switch, to me, mm. is a personal bonus. Here's a question. Yeah. Now with the way the Switch is, like, look at the, looking at this library, would you say this is the best library in, like, a very long time? Because, like, you have to look at the... Not counting, like, the handheld stuff. Oh, I was going to say, that's impossible. Let's look at just, like, the console. Yes, at least least since the GameCube. That's... Because, like, I would say, like, the Wii had a lot of, like, Wii gimmicks that are... Yeah, and a lot of the first-party Nintendo games also had shitty gimmicks. Well, uh, yes. And then the Wii U... Bombed. 
Yes. It had a lot of great games on it, but they're all on the Switch, so you can't... It had a... I, see, I, I would say it had a handful of good games. I think most of them were good, yeah. And But I think I liked the Wii U more than the Wii. In terms of, of like... Games. Yeah, probably. It's so, But, like, I can't... The Switch has been better than those two. Yeah. And then you could go back to the GameCube, and you're like, the GameCube had quite a I think a the few. GameCube has a very... Uh, it exclusively has good first-party games, yes. I think, because a lot of the third parties were, ooh, mm-hmm. kind of iffy and more on PS2 during that era. Yes. But, yeah, the Switch was the f- best Nintendo, like home console library mm-hmm. in a very long time which is and it will insane. only get better yes the thing that i think is gonna bring the switch down a little bit next year is third i think third party yes because popular. now somehow with games like doom and the witcher they are just like punching it into a slot to make it work on the switch and like sometimes maybe it's better to realize that you shouldn't do something you don't have to do it because you can make it work the witcher looks terrible on the switch but they will they will not be able to port a ps5 or a next generation xbox game to the switch even a little bit triple a yeah the switch is going to be the the home the indies 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 will work fine it's great it's going to be the home of indies and nintendo which is pretty much what i want from my that's what i want from the switch because i'm i already played the witcher yeah and i would play the doom on something that doesn't run it like trash so yeah like who (laughs) (laughs) those games are only for people that just own switches which i don't know how many of those type of people i i don't know but I, I think that at least from like AAA third party stuff yeah, at the end it, of next year will cease to exist. But that's I mean, that's fine. I I can't imagine. I mean, like the PlayStation Four and the Xbox are sh- proving to be not powerful enough to handle the games. Yeah, well, then, <laughs> then, then you have the Switch. It's fine. <laughs> so everything everything's fine. <laughs> then you have the Switch that is even like worse, and you're just like, this is not good. Yeah, this the Switch is like slightly more powerful than an Xbox 360. Yeah. Like I just, you know, which in fairness, it is a tablet. It is, and y- yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's yeah. weird mm-hmm. to think about how somehow they're still porting modern games to it, even mm-hmm. though the PS4 and Xbox One can't handle it now. Mm-hmm. So like, okay. Which I mean, like The Witcher was what four or five years ago, dude. I'm not saying it is it's good. like fucking N64 levels Wait, of I draw know. distance. I know. It's crazy. Hey, hey. You already used that with Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. No, but Pokemon <laughs> doesn't have the fog. They just oh. pop into existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Witcher, it's like you're constantly in like Chicago level extreme fog. Mm. Yikes. God, it looks so bad. Um, yeah, so you started playing After Party. I finished it. Oh, did you? Did you like it? I loved it. I'm excited. I got to start playing it I, someday. I, I was going to say, like, this is the most maniac oh, game. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's just like a narrative adventure game. I'm I'm all the way on the board. I can't wait to play. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. No. So the, the concept of it is, is it's well, just it, you walk around. It's like a narrative adventure game, but these two friends die. You don't and know they're what, in hell. But they you don't, don't know, know how. They don't know why or how they ended up in hell. Okay. And so you're just kind of like walking around, and then you find out the only way to get out of hell is to beat the devil. You know, Satan. Y- yeah, but you have to drink be- yeah. more than him, right? Yes, in yeah. a drinking contest. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're just kind of, like, going off and just kind of completing tasks because he kind of sends you on some tasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ah. Uh, first off, let me just talk about the voice acting because it is excellent. Yeah, it's uh, the girl is Janina. Yes. Whatever her last name is. Yes. I, I wouldn't I, be able I, to pronounce it anyways. It's Shiva. If you ever saw the the show, The League. Yes. And then another prominent character is Ashley Birch. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. She's a good... I like her as a voice actress. Yes. Uh, she's the cab driver who is very sassy and very funny. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so she's just a very enjoyable character. But it is prim- It is primarily just Milo and Lila... Uh, Milo... Or, oh, God. Lilo... Milo and Lila. Okay. So, yes. So it's just those two. And then, like, Sam is the cab driver kind of, like, taking you around from place to place. Okay. And yes, it is a narrative adventure. I don't want to spoil anything that happens. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to play it because, so. like, playing this, like, there's. A I mean, spe- that's that's the whole thing of narrative adventure games is the plot. So, like, well, like, there are things that happen that you're. I'm just like, Manny will love this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the things I will, I can kind of briefly go into, and like, every place you go to, it's like a bar where you can drink. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then when you drink, the next thing you say. It, like whatever you drink can like affect the next like speech mm-hmm. bubble. So there's one where it's like a pirate. So you can drink this and then you can talk like a pirate nice. a- after every time this, you drink. See, this is great. Stuff. Yes, I it, can't wait to play mm-hmm. this game. And it's on Game Pass. It is. I got it for four dollars on the Epic Game Store oh, though, yeah, yes. because they had their weird sale where they mm-hmm. were like, all games are ten dollars off, mm-hmm. but we are paying the developers those ten dollars. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I was gonna get this anyways. So. Yeah. So, I I I'm trying so hard not to spoil this. All I'm gonna say is. <laughs> You meet Satan fairly early on in the game, and then he's like, you need to go do, you need to go do, like, two tasks. You have to go out drink, like, two other people. But then when you go there, like, they don't have you actually do that, and they have you do other tasks. And then, like, at the end, there's this, like, big plot twist that you just absolutely do not expect. Nice. Okay. So, at playing this, I was just like, this is the most many-ass many game but then also, I would say it's probably one of my favorite stories of the year. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare story? <laughs> I am enjoying it. Okay, I'm did enjoying... you beat it? No. What? Isn't it like, their campaigns are like an hour and a half. It's it's <laughs> like, I'm like five and a half hours in, I'm almost done. It's just, okay. It's just like right now... I've got hockey going on, and then I have, like, D&D. Wait, but no, you said five and a half hours. I'm five and a half hours in. I feel like normally the campaigns are, like, two hours long. No, they're usually six hours. Really? Six okay, hours. I that's weird. No, they're longer than uh, you okay. think. And then I started watching AEW, as you know. Yeah, I know all about it. So, like, I didn't play as much as I would okay. have liked this week. Yeah. And, like, like, there are some games that I'm like, I'll do other things and I'll... But, like... After Party and Call of Duty, like, those are things, like... The you way have the, to focus on you ha- them. Yes, yeah. 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 Like, because, like, the story is interesting enough in Call of Duty. Yeah. It plays extremely well. So that's what I have seen. People who like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. I've played multiplayer professionally or whatever, or just enth- enthusiasts. Right. They have been very unhappy with Call of Duty for probably three or four years in terms of, like, the multiplayer. And this was the first one where I saw people being like... <laughs> this is awesome right i've seen some people say that they think that a lot of the multiplayer map design kind of sucks but i haven't other than that that. like the gameplay people seem to think is the best in multiple years so that that's cool for people who like call of duty yes and as i've 
I tweeted this out, and I'll say it right here. It is the best-looking game I've ever played, like, to, in a technical level. I am just blown away that these are, that it's not just, I, I can't believe that how well it looks, especially on my base PS4. Like, I just, it, it is bananas how, how crazy good it looks. Yeah. And the story has definitely been engaging, and it's making me kind of want to, like, next year go through every single Call of Duty campaign. Just to see. Interesting. It sounds like a lot, but, like, if you... They're really, not that long. Right, that's, yeah. like, realistically, I can get them for cheap because, like... Yeah, because they become f- basically free the yes. year after, yeah. So, like, I could buy them used for probably $5 a piece, and each one is probably, like, five hours... So, I mean, like, realistically, over an entire year, I'd probably play, like, 60 hours of Call of Duty. Yeah. And when you think about it like that, you probably played more time with, like, Dragon Quests. Oh, yes. It, just the one game. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. It's something I, I might consider just to kind of see, like... Because there are a few few that I haven't played through the campaigns that I want to check out. Nice. Mm-hmm. What time are we at here? Oh. <sighs> Okay. Oh boy, we have like an hour to talk about this next game. Okay, so as we all know, Death Stranding, Hideo mm. Kojima's newest video game product, is out now. Yes. It does exist, mm-hmm. and I have played it. I to completion. No, <laughs> yeah. not yet. Uh, I've played about. Mm, let's say 25 hours so you're like a quarter of the way there maybe i i'm in chapter i am at the beginning of chapter four and i think there's 12 chapters probably they are not evenly spread no i'm a little bit i'm aware (laughs) so what people thought it was Mm -hmm. it is you are sam porter bridges played by everyone's favorite uh walking dead actor norman reedus and you are a porter who works for Bridges. <laughs> That's what his name is. Isn't that weird? And uh, Wait, what's you, a porter? Someone who delivers packages. <laughs> that Bridges people. Wait, did they just... Did they literally just take transporter and tr- cut off the transport? Yeah, dog. <laughs> this game's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, so no. you play as him and you deliver yeah. packages. And right. like... People thought there's got to be more. There is not more. Mm-hmm. But the delivering of packages, I don't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, is way more compelling than I ever would have thought it would have been to me. So I think for the first maybe 10 hours, I, I think the game is trying to force you to stop playing it. <laughs> because you are just on these huge treks across massive expanses of absolutely nothing and it's so slow and tedious but then the further you get in the game the more tools they give you and the more fun it gets Mm -hmm. so all the people online who said you should get to chapter three as soon as possible are one billion percent correct because in the beginning all you have are like ladders and some ropes you can use to climb down things 
and that's really it. Now I fucking have magic robot legs that make it so I, like, can't fall over and can carry 900 pounds worth of shit. I can fly on a magic hover skateboard or put stuff on it and pull it around. I can load up a literal entire truck with stuff and drive it over roads that Mm -hmm. me and other people are working together to make. Uh, I can drive motorcycles. There are so many different things I can do now, and nothing is a huge pain in the ass anymore. No, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. You're saying chapters. So, like, let's say I just mainlined a chapter three. Yeah. Can I go back and do the side content of the, like those old chapters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is like an open world so, like, in that sense. So, at chapter three, you actually gain the ability to uh, fast travel back to other areas. Okay. So you can just go back there and do whatever. And then you have that stuff and can build the yes. new stuff there. Yeah. Okay. And and so it just, the game becomes better. Right. <laughs> at a certain point, it gets better the more you go. I think it will come back around on itself where it will suck again because I heard people start talking about how you can get frostbite and you have to worry about wind and actually have to be warm and stuff. And, like, I don't know that I need that many more layers of annoying, weird survival bullshit. Yeah. So the the delivery of packages is weirdly compelling, which is ironic because a lot of the stuff in the game with the plot is about, like how people became addicted to delivering packages because it gave them dopamine or whatever. And so then they become addicted to it and will just try to deliver anything. Like, they'll steal from other people to deliver it to an area. It's bizarre. But I feel that. Like, every time I do a delivery, I was like, ooh, I did it. It feels good. Man. And then sometimes... The dopamine. You, then you get the likes. And that's what really gives you the dopamine is you're like, oh, see, the people liked my good deed. Here we are. Who liked it? you know random online people or is it just so like random on, so random online people because i know there's that stuff too. random online people can like the structures you built okay. or if you deliver packages that they lost sometimes they'll appear in your world and you can deliver it and they'll be yes. like oh cool thanks but mostly it's just like oh the npc you delivered it to 600 likes i don't know is, is there like a like currency so you don't spend likes as a currency the currency is not so much a currency it's more materials that you use to build things and you'll find them in the world so there's like metal ceramic resin alloy the likes level you up okay so there are like five or six categories that determine like so likes are just experience yes okay and so you get experience to level up stuff and the more you level up the more cargo you can carry or the more like time you will have on time deliveries and things and so if you listen to this and you Mm -hmm. think that sounds awful the game is not for you and i will say that the game is not for most people because i find this part to be strangely compelling the Mm -hmm. delivery aspect i know for a fact that it will not be compelling for most people Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be able to recommend it to anyone ever other than my friend Scott, who as soon as I saw that you could build a bridge, I was like, this is Scott's game of the year right here. And you know what? He's played for twice as long as me and loves every minute of it. I The part that I do not love, the part that I do not love mm-hmm. is the plot. That's not good for a I have never felt like a game is 
insulting my intelligence more than this game. It, at least for the first few hours, the plot has gotten a little more interesting and not as straightforward. Like, when I saw Mads Mikkelsen naked in Tar, that was an interesting time. Did it lead to anything? Uh, I shot him a lot. Spoilers, I guess. But then he came back to life. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it was weird. The plot is weird. But the core concept is you are Sam Porter Bridges, <laughs> and you are the son of the President of the United States. Her name is Bridget. Bridget Bridges. I think they can change their names to whatever the fuck they want, because they tried to say that my name was Sam Strand at one point, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's not true. But the, the the whole crux of the story is this event happened called the Death Stranding that basically destroyed most of society as we know it. And then people were able to discover what the afterlife is like. Mm -hmm. You go to the a place called the beach and everyone has their own personal beach. The weird things that you can see on the other side are called BTs and they will pull you to the other side and kill you. If a live person gets pulled to the other side by a BT, it will cause a void out, which is like three times a nuclear explosion. And it will just like destroy a huge swath of area. Will it do that in the actual world? Yes, you can like lose the game. Oh, you can. I, I have not had that happen, but yeah, if you just straight up kill people, that's why most of the combat is non-lethal. But I can right. now build lethal weapons, and I believe that I could end the game, yeah. Like, have it be game over time. That seems... I don't know. Yeah, because I did hear, like, if you kill people, the like they will explode. Yep. And I heard that, and I was thinking, oh, so you just want to, like, keep your distance. You can, like, just no, to, like, destroy city areas. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, it is, like, very serious. Yeah, so I don't... Sh I don't... I unlock the ability to sh kill people now, but I But why not. give that a... I guess just to get, like, I don't know. You might have to shoot people in the future. I don't know the answer to this. I usually shoot them with a magical bola gun, and then it wraps them up, and I kick them in the head so they're unconscious. Yeah, which is what I saw. Yeah. Like, it seems like that would be fine. Mm -hmm. Or you can just punch them. The combat's pretty bad, yeah. but I'll get to that. The plot... Where was I? Oh, the void outs. Yes. Yeah. And so, also, they, like, lost all most past knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so certain people have dooms, which means that they are connected to the other side and can see the other side. Sam is like a level two dooms user, so he can sense the BTs, but he can't see them without the use of a bridge baby. And now I realize that from this point on, and maybe even a little before, it will sound like I'm insane and rambling on about nothing. Mm -hmm. That is probably true. They're BBs. They're BBs. It's a bridge baby. BB. And then the BTs, I found out, learns for it stands for beached thing. <laughs> classic, classic stuff. Um, so the BB allows Sam to see the BTs, mm -hmm. and you, he can sense them. Are there are other people in the world who have higher levels mm -hmm. of dooms, like Fragile. She is like level four or something, and she can see all the BTs, and she can also teleport by going into her own beach i don't understand how that works no one no questions about that part she can fast travel basically she can teleport but it takes a lot out of her and it makes her nose bleed a lot in the game that's Maybe, really weird does she have an erection 
she's a lady maybe <laughs> we'll never know i'll never know then you got troy baker he's like level 800 billion he can fucking summon the bts from the other side he can make it rain he can do fucking literally anything teleport around do whatever the fuck he wants that's that's the character that they show he's got two masks he takes off the mask yeah in the, the one trailer the and mask. then he like flicks the cigarette right uh no and- mads mickelson flicks the cigarette Okay. I don't know what his deal is. Troy Baker's character, he's got all kinds of shit going on. Okay, so Mad... I, I know we're going way off Yeah. Here. But that trailer, like, like he was, like, connected to all those things. The skeletons. The skeletons. Is this prominent at all in the game that you've seen? Uh, I just did that at the beginning of Chapter 4. Okay. Yes, and I don't understand any of that. Okay. I was transported to another world where it was World War One Spoilers. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. And then you come back from it... And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) The rain that Higgs can make, that's Troy Baker's character's name is Higgs, because, you know, the Higgs boson particle binds us all together. Uh, The rain is called time fall. Mm -hmm. If it touches things like live skin, it ages you a lot. Does it just age that part or your entire body? The part. So, like, for some reason, my raincoat, I'm immune. But it will eventually wear away on, like, your cargo, so, like, the containers will take damage after so long and things like that. Also, if you hold pizza horizontally. Yeah. that vertically. Yeah, if you put a pizza vertically, it will also take damage <laughs> outside of the time fall. So when you're delivering packages out in the world, you're trying to reconnect America. I'm not, I can't get into more of the plot in that regard because I just, I can't do it. My brain is too far gone. Well, it seems like to simplify it, it seems like you go into a new area and that's the first thing you want to do. You basically want to like connect it to the Yeah, so you go into a new area, you connect it to what is essentially Wi-Fi. It's called the chiral network. You take off your magic USB necklace called the Cupid Mm -hmm. because you know Cupid and the connection of people. Anyways... You shoot, you put your magic USB stick necklace in, then they're on the network. And that's when, like... That's when you can see everybody else's yes, stuff. That's yes. when, like, other people's things will populate. Yeah, so you're connected to the chiral network, mm-hmm. and then they've got the internet and can learn about the past or mm-hmm. whatever. It, while you're delivering things, time fall will happen, and that's bad because you will start to get damage to your delivery. But also it's bad because BTs will come. Mm-hmm. That is my least favorite part of the game, and if it wasn't there, I think I would actually like the game a lot. Well, Because it it turns into garbage stealth. Mm. You already move pretty slowly, especially at the beginning of the game, but when you have to sneak around BTs, if you, like, run by them, they will, like, pull you into the other side, and then you might have to fight them, and you can come back to life, because Sam is special, he's a repatriate, so if he dies, he can come back from the other side repatriate yeah okay i believe repatriate is like a word in some language that means to come back or whatever Mm. anyways you you get the stealth sucks and eventually you get weapons that you can throw grenades filled with your own blood at the bts and they will die but then you still have to get through the area 
And if you're in the area for too long, your baby will get upset, and then you have to, like, rock it with the controller back and forth to make it happy again. How will that work on computer? Uh, you probably just, like, hit a button at a certain pace. Because, like, you can't do that with, like, a mouse. No, you well, you could. You, you could. You could just, like, move it like this back and forth. Oh, boy. Yeah, dude. I don't know how they're going to do it on PC. Uh... But yeah, man, especially the early plot is everything is a metaphor, but it's never subtle. It's like he is beating you over the head with a sledgehammer every time. Like, every character's name is literally what they are. Like, fragile. She was caught in timefall, and so the rest of her body other than her head is old, so she's fragile. Okay? And she also runs a... Uh, delivery so, service where they transport so, fragile goods. Wait a minute. Yeah, uh-huh. So she's like, what, probably like a 30, 40-year-old woman? Yes. With like an 80, 90-year-old 80, body? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because she's wearing a skin-tight suit. So you can't tell. Okay. Um, And then you have, like, Die Hard Man. His whole thing is that he can die and come back, just like Sam, but he does it a lot, or he did it a lot. Uh, you have Heartman, cardiologist who studies the heart. Okay. You have Mama. Spoilers. She's a mom. Like I get it. And then what's even more upsetting is like they'll after you meet two people, you realize like oh their name is what they are. Mm -hmm. But then they tell you what their name is and why it's their name. <laughs> but then later in the game, there will be other cutscenes where it's like a 20 or 30 minute cutscene where they explain to you in great detail why it's their name. And it's like, yes, I've been playing the game for almost 30 hours. I know who you are. I know why you are this. Fuck off. And like just everything is just some fucking insane metaphor about mm. like how we all need to be connected. The one that I think is the most egregious is that we all have to connect to the network. We're all connected to the network. In real life, we have our phones, we mm. have the internet, we have a computer, everything. You, what if we were so connected it was like we were imprisoned by our connection? If you had to guess, I might have already told you this, how do you think Sam accesses his email and connects to the network? Something on his person. How do you think he does it? Ooh, you, I don't know this. Okay, well, I'm just... don't worry because it's really obvious once I say it. Okay, so he accesses the Yeah, he internet. accesses, like, the internet. He can take orders. He can read his email message. People will call him on it. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, like, Okay, handcuffs. Okay, yep, I did hear <laughs> this. I did hear about this. Fucking handcuffs. Like, wait, wait, how, how much, does that work? How much more heavy-handed? Is it just called handcuffs? No, they, they are literally handcuffs. So, like, he has one of the cufflinks always on his arm, okay. and it has a screen on it, like a little screen okay. on it. And then he will, like... And then the other one he will, like... When he's asleep, he'll handcuff himself to the bed. I'm like, I don't get that. But then he'll take it off, and so when he's about to go out, he'll put the other one on it, so then it looks more like a bracelet. Mm -hmm. 
that metaphor could not possibly be more heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. I, I did hear you about You literally hand couldn't yes. make that more obvious and heavy-handed if you tried to do it. Come on. That is as bad as... Come on! Detroit Become Human, where the robot sat in the back of the bus. Oh, yeah, man. It's like, it is on that level of shit. And so, like, tons of stuff like that happens, and every time I feel like my eyes roll so far into the back of my head that I'm like, oh my god, can I continue on? But then you get to parts like the beginning of Chapter 4, where I dealt with Mads Mikkelsen, and, Mm. like, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. They have hooked me enough with the gameplay and just enough of the plot, even though it upsets me on the regular basis, that I do like this. Mm-hmm. I have been told by every review on the internet that there is zero story payoff at the end of this game. Ugh. I don't understand how that can be possible. Do you think they're trying to get like build a franchise? I don't know. Like, I don't know if they mean that it is so upsetting and meaningless at the end that it's zero payoff or it sets up for something else. I think it's going to be so upsetting and meaningless at the end that, like, I did this whole journey for nothing or something that it's going to be like, oh, no. If this was, like, edited down to a 20-hour experience... Do you think you would like it more? Or do you think you like the delivery? I think part of what makes it what it is is how long the deliveries can take. Okay. And how long it takes to travel that expanse. Like, you are... It is trying to simulate traveling across America. Right. Obviously, it's nowhere near one-to-one. Because yes. I would be playing this game for the rest of my adult life if that was the case. But, like, it gives you a specific feeling. And it's mm. trying to make you think certain things or feel certain ways while you're doing the deliveries. Kind of like uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and, like, it's a, it's effective at that. Okay. But as I said, I would never tell another human being mm. that you should play this game. So you're telling me that I should not play you this game. You for sure would hate this game. <laughs> uh, for a myriad of reasons. The story, the game, you are out. I would, you are the person I would maybe least recommend this game okay. to on this earth that I know. Okay. That's... Whereas, like, Scott, as yes. soon as you could build a bridge, it was like, he likes Kojima games, he likes mm. building, he will get obsessed with this, that's fine. But, yes. like... I'm trying to think of anyone else that I would recommend video games to, and, like, I I wouldn't do it, right? Mm. The reason that I am playing it, other than that I got a little bit more out of it than I was expecting, like, I ended up actually enjoying aspects of it, is, like, I I gotta know. Right. I fucking have to know. And part of what made me be that way is people like Pokemon got violently upset with reviewers before this game was released because the review embargo was up a week beforehand. Yes. And most of the reviews were like uh, eight out of 10. And I mentioned it last time. Most of those reviews read like, I hate everything about this game. Eight out of 10. But people were saying like, you guys just don't get it. It's this huge masterpiece all coming from people who there's no way they had played the game, knew nothing about it. Right. I, I saw probably one of the most shocking things, like Andrew Reiner of Game Informer, not a fan of this game. Yeah. And people were kind of going at him, and he's just like, oh, so you've played it? Yeah. But, like, I, I just, that shocked me just because, like, he's generally, like, one of the most positive people in the industry when it comes to games. Yeah, and, like... And, like, he didn't like it, which kind of told me, like, I definitely wouldn't like it, but, like, I can't stand that. Like... Don't don't yell and scream about a game 
about reviews that you haven't played yet. No, I know. And like I insane. I am talking about this as yes. someone who has played this game. Yes. And I'm not done with it by mm-hmm. any means. So I could come completely around and yes. on the second half be like, yo, fuck this, I'm done. I don't know. I'm I wanna get there. Right. I got I gotta know. But the way people are defending Kojima's honor, mm-hmm. like you just you're so stupid, you don't understand, and it's like, no. I actually think it might be the reverse where I'm too smart for his plot he wrote because I'm not a f- fucking idiot. Also, as far as I understand, he does he still isn't quite there when he, when it comes to writing about women with like <laughs> I I didn't get to the parts that people said are particularly egregious, right. but yeah, the way the BBs are born, like they put the women in a catatonic state so that they're basically like comatose for the rest of their lives and then remove the baby from their wound mm-hmm. or their womb. Mm, yeah. Right. It, like it just, yes, it, that's not great. But then I have not talked to mama. Uh, I, that is my next objective after the insane Mads Mikkelsen experience I had. The game was like, well, come talk to mama. And I was like, I can't right now. Mm. I just saw a man naked in tar mm-hmm. with a bunch of, exploded dolls around him okay mm-hmm. i have to take a break i don't have a half an hour to talk to the only woman one of the only three women characters in your game mm-hmm. i gotta take a break for a minute <laughs> and now i i don't want to just keep bouncing around but like yeah you're talking about these chapters and i just kind of want to make sure as far as i understand each chapter is basically like about one character correct no. No. Okay. There, I, it's just like the way the plot goes. Okay. I I thought like each chapter was like, hey, this is going to be the Mads episode or whatever. No. no, no. Okay. I mean, maybe that's how it's going to turn out, but mm-hmm. not so far. Like the third chapter is called Fragile, mm-hmm. and it is about her a lot. But the two previous chapters were like not about okay. specific characters, really. Um, it's more just like a story progression thing and like how far you are across the mm-hmm. map. Uh, and how are like the main like missions how like if you're like not doing side missions you're You're just it's the same thing you're just delivering specific supplies to a specific place so that you can put it on the network and then you get like a little bit of story beat like after each delivery no sometimes you get nothing okay they tell you to go to the next place and that's it so the pacing is very bad for the plot like i went at least 10 hours maybe without seeing a story cutscene, and like then i saw a ton at once and, like, now I probably won't see one again after I talk to Mama for at least four hours. So what's really the difference between main missions and side missions? If they're The different? side missions are done with the service of nothing. Like, it's just to level me up or mm-hmm. maybe get me some new stuff that I can use. But, like, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're doing you're, the same thing. You're yes. just delivering packages. Correct. Okay. But the main mission ones are in service of furthering the plot, whereas okay. the other ones are in service of you dicking around like an mm-hmm. idiot. Fair enough. So I think this game is important right. overall because he is trying new and interesting ideas. Do you think you'll see any influences into other games? No. So that's what I think is weird about this. He had all of his shit about how this is some new genre of video gaming. And he, right after the game came out, took all that back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wasn't trying to do that. He basically just took mechanics that had existed in games from the past decade and then packaged them differently together. Okay. Like, the system where you put stuff down and other people can see it and rate it, that's just Dark Souls. Right. Like, that's just what the messages in Dark Souls were. 
and like it is being used for a different purpose mm. but like then the online connectivity and all these different things like they are just pieces of other games that he took and crafted into this new experience right but it's not like reinventing video games as a genre or something i just think it's interesting in the fact that it is so divisive and it is trying to do something and trying to make you feel a certain way. It's not going to work for everyone. Right. But I think it is one of those things where people who really don't like it say, like, well, it's not fun. Mm. But, like, the thing that I come to it as is the video games as art argument always upsets me because I think that they are in general. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, like, movies aren't always fun to watch. You right. know what I mean? Like, a good movie can make you think things and not be a fun experience, but it is still a good movie. There are plenty of games that are good that aren't fun i agree with that too i think he is trying to do that here not to great effect my problem is like a lot of those games that like i would say like this is not fun but it's good they're typically shorter experiences they are and so that is his main thing is he has no filter right so if this was a smaller game like maybe 10 15 hours just like as an experimental thing i think it would have done a lot better Mm -hmm. but coming out being pushed by sony he is like the most probably notable auteur right. in video games. Like it just it comes with a lot of expectation, especially after Metal Gear Solid as a franchise. Yeah, but like you think about Metal Gear Solid, and other than five, those were twenty hour experiences. They were, but I'm just saying like he was doing new, weird, unique shit. Right, right. Like that, he he is trying to do something completely different. Yes. Like he finally was freed from Metal Gear or it was taken from him, if mm-hmm. you want to get into all the weird metaphors of fucking Death Stranding. Uh and he's he's but he was unchained. Right. I do not think he should have been. I think that he needs some kind of editor. Yes. And he also tried to say that they want to make movies in the future. I could not possibly disagree with that decision more because I honestly do not think that this man is capable of telling a cohesive good plot in two hours or less. I think it's impossible. I don't think he could do it. I think he could do like a Netflix TV series. If he did a TV series, I'd be on board with that because he would have enough time and he could do whatever he wanted over Mm. whatever course, but only at up to an hour chunks, right? Right. I... He, he he is trying something new here. Mm-hmm. And maybe his statements about how Americans are too stupid to mm-hmm. enjoy it because they like shooters more probably isn't helping. But uh, in fairness, when I heard that, I was like, I think he's talking about me. No. He he yeah, specifically... Well, that whole thing was crazy because he was trying to say that American review, Americans reviewed it more harshly. Mm-hmm. Not true. Australians reviewed it the lowest overall. Mm-hmm. And America was a 2% lower review aggregate than Europe. Okay. How about eat a dick? Yeah. That's in like... But like... Him saying, like, like specifically for me that I like shooters and stuff, it's like, yeah, that's true. Well, he, his yeah. whole thing was, well, Americans just were more critical of it because, uh, you know, it's just, it flies so much higher than shooters. How about the fact that your fucking game takes place in America? Can I just defend him a little bit? Sure. And say, like, there is a possibility, because that was translated from Japanese to Italian... To English. To English. There may have been something different, but yes. that doesn't change the fact that the context of that would be the same regardless. I, but maybe tonally it's a little different. Like Tonally. I'm not I, even saying... He doesn't even have to say it like a dick. Just yes, the fact yes. that, like, hey, man, this game is a higher concept than most shooters. Mm-hmm. You're... 
you shoot people in third person in your game, dog. Mm. Fuck off. Well, so there are some, like, deeper third-person shooters, but... There are a lot of deep shooters. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, hey, man, mm-hmm. your game's being criticized. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, and at, learn the, from at it. the at the event in New York City, this is where I was like, no matter what, mm-hmm. the context of that Italian article was correct. Yes, at the review event or uh, the art event or whatever the fuck, at in New York, there's a whole bunch of concept art for Death Stranding. Hundred percent, Kojima did not draw that. None of it's credited to whoever actually drew it, and to every person video game outlet that went, he asked them, "What did you give the game?" Oh, that's not great. <laughs> and then when it was like low, he would like be weird and kind of upset. That's like that's not that's right. like next level. Like maybe not. Yeah. Maybe don't ask people what they gave the game that you're here on this press junket for. Like a couple outlets said, like Troy Baker asked them that, and like I don't even think that they should be asking that at an event for the game. You know what I mean? Well, that and just like, like even if he, even if the people saying he got upset isn't true, just like I maybe don't do that at your review event. And that also gets really oh. weird when like different outlets have different scores. Like Game Informer's <sighs> average is a seven, where like GameSpot's a five. So like a GameSpot seven is actually not a bad score. Like it, it that gets like really weird too. Also like. Review scores are kind of meaningless, and it's more what they say in the reviews. There's there's a lot to that that's just kind of icky. But, like, I just think he doesn't have skin. He, I was going to say he doesn't have thick skin. He just may be skinless. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But, like... He's in the wrong industry. It's so weird. But and then I, he has, like, these fanboys that will defend him regardless. I know, and, I like, I love Kojima games, but I this game i could not defend if someone if someone came at me about this game and were like how can you like this i would be like i don't know man it's an interesting thing and you don't like it 100 percent. it's probably boring Mm -hmm. i i can accept every criticism of this game because it's probably all true like i just i my main interest in this is just i gotta i gotta know i gotta look at it and I will finish it for sure. Like, I finished Red Dead, and I was deeply invested in the story of Red Dead by the end. This, the story has not really grabbed me at all. Yes, at least with Red Dead, like, it had a payout, and you're like, oh, that yeah, was one the, of the better stories. It was stories one of the I've, best stories uh, I've maybe ever in video games, yes. right? Like, they did a good job telling yes. that story. This does not have good storytelling, mm-hmm. and apparently it doesn't pay off. Mm-hmm. And it's paced really bizarrely. Yes. It just, it doesn't come together into a cohesive package. And do you think that is partially because it was rushed? No, I just think he's incapable. Okay. Because, like, it did come out shockingly fast. It did. I I just think that they are all around. I I think that... Yeah, it, he has to have some tighter concept, not like a grand design to say all these things mm-hmm. and then do whatever. Like, he just needs a smaller concept game. And I think that could be great. Will this upset you if it's named the game of the year at the Game Awards? 100%. There is no world in which this is the best game that came out this year. I Unless it, you personally believe that. Like, you played... Someone plays Death Stranding and they, per, they believe it. Like, Scott will probably yes, think yes. it's the game of the year, right? But an aggregate right. of people? No 
fucking way. Mm -hmm. This is maybe the most divisive game I have seen in terms of what people think about it in like over a decade. Like it is, you either fucking hate it, you think it's interesting for some reason, or you think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. There is no real Mm -hmm. middle area between those three pieces. Right. And people will kill each other for it. I just... I, I, no, it cannot be the game of the year at the Game Awards. I will riot. <laughs> Jeff Keighley rigged that shit, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy last year when God of War won it. That was Like, I honestly don't know what would be the game of the yeah, year this like... year if I was to, like, look at all of them and pick. But, like, I'm... there are a lot of games that people liked a lot better than Death Stranding that could be. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to, like, give Smash a chance. Well, Smash was last year. But it came out in late December that after is true. the Game Awards. Well, that'd be cool. But I mean, like, people really loved Fire Emblem. Like, it sold way yes. more copies than people thought, and it was a really good game. Modern Resident Warfare, by all accounts, is very good for the Resident new game. Resident Evil. Resident Evil was super good. It seems like Jedi Fallen Order, a lot of people are really liking that game on a level that I hope to like it at. Did you see I, that, like, it is rated as a mighty on Open Critic? The Jedi Fallen Order? Which is their fourth game in a row that is rated as mighty. Really? On Open Critic. Of Respawn? Of Respawn. Because Titanfall, <laughs> Titanfall 2, Apex, and then this. Yeah. I like That's, that's crazy. Last night, I looked I, right at midnight when the mm-hmm. review embargo went up for it. Then Very... no one posted right away. There were a couple outlets, but Okay, yeah. but like... I have heard people who I know share similar feelings with me say, like, I think this may be the best storytelling of the year. Well, like, I'm in on that shit. I I can't wait to play Fallen Order. I was so yeah. bummed I couldn't play it today because mm-hmm. it's going to come tomorrow. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. And I like those kind of games. So like, Yeah, and, like, I think it could be, like, a weird Dark Horse contender for people saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this, this is a great game. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know. Luigi's Mansion was super dope. Like, but that's not game of the stuff. year. Cat. It could be. I think that'll compete for like kid game of the year, but it will not be like one of the top five best games of the year. I think it could be. I would be shocked. I would be shocked as well, but it could be. Because like last year, it was like there's a clear two, and then there's a third one that's like right there. Because it was like Red Dead versus God of War, and then Spider Man was just like off in the corner. Like, don't forget about me. But like. <laughs> Where this year, I don't think there's that clear number, like, top two going at it. I don't either. But it's I, very... Because this year, I there were a lot of games that spe- for specific people, yes, right? Yes, So there are the people who are like, Fire Emblem is exactly my shit. Yes. But then, not for everyone. So, no, like, not... all of the games were like that. No, no. Where there like... were none that were, like, a clear, like, this is for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like there hasn't been that game for me this year yet. And that's been a little disappointing. There has not been a game this year that I have been like, this would be my game of the year, yeah. except for Monster Hunter Iceborne. Mm. Be- but that didn't come out this year, technically, because right. it was an expansion. So that, for sure, would that's like next level right. shit that they put into that game. So I couldn't yeah, complain about a- I couldn't complain about that game, even if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, It's been a weird year for me, because like... As I said, like, there's no clear number one, but there are, like, 20 games I can say, like, I liked this year. Like, yeah. I I would give, like, 8 out of 10 or 4 out of 5. Like, 20 different games I would do that for. Where last year I felt, like, very good about 9. Yeah. So, but then I felt like there were four games that were 5 out of 5. No, yeah, so. I have not looked at a list of all the games I have played this year and mm-hmm. been like, oh, this could be my game of the year. Like, I, I have no, no idea. 
Yeah. Because in an ideal world, that would have just been Pokemon. Yeah. And they fucked it up. Mm-hmm. So... I think there's a good chance it'll be in my top ten, and I haven't even started. So do I, but I like I just. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But like I think it, it it every game that I played this year, I'm like I like it. It's good, but blank. There's some issue I have with it, and of course Pokemon is that way as well. I feel that way about most things, yeah. yeah other than Iceborne, which boy, what a fucking great game. Maybe maybe Jedi will be the. I hope Star so. Wars. Which for me, like I'm not even a Star Wars guy. I and I very much yes. So you are very, very much I'm very excited Wars about that. Two good Star Wars things in one week, man. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian's first episode was pretty good. You watched it? It did. Mm, nice. The ending was uh, my least favorite part of it because I finally thought maybe we can get away from other Star Wars things, and then they were like, "Well, what if no?" Also, I heard that you have to wait week to week. You do, which is a bummer. I I I knew that going in, mm-hmm. but not until like a couple months ago when I saw right. that I was like, "No." Because it, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <sighs> All right, do you want me to get frosty? Oh yeah, we can talk for 15, 20 minutes about a random topic. Unless you want to talk about AEW. No, I'm okay. <laughs> no wrestling. You, you missed some stuff. I bet I did. You legitimately did. I I I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. Oh hell yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> what a fucking masterpiece pull. You know what? I have wanted to play a Tony Hawk game again for probably the past few years because this franchise mm-hmm. is like... It is... Oh, my God. Yeah, I've been thinking, like, man, I kind of want to, like... Because they brought it back. They remastered that it. That HD remaster of 2 is a pile of trash yes, game. Yes. It sucks so bad. But, like, I've been thinking, like, man, it would be fun to bring out, like, like the PS1 game again and just play that. But I, I'm, I'm also kind of worried, like, will it play as well? Like, you, not on a CRTV? Uh, I mean, I have one. Well, you... Yeah, you obviously. Uh, but... It will not play as well. It'll look really shitty. Well, yeah, that, but you but, yeah. also would not want to play one if you were gonna pick well, yeah, one. Yeah, you yeah. would play three or four, right? Um, but yeah, I remember playing the inferior uh, N sixty four version of this game. Yeah, I had the PS one. It, it is way worse. The PS one version is a lot better. Mm-hmm. More songs, full songs, mm-hmm. and just better graphics overall. But I played the N sixty four version originally, which you didn't have a PS one. I did not at the time. Um, and this is maybe one of the things that most formed my taste in music over the course of yeah. forever. Like, it is all pop punk and ska for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, and yeah. like, hell yeah. Like, that. I still, that's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, I wear skate shoes all the time. Like, I wear hoodies. Like, I just dress like a skateboarder right. most of the time. So probably most of my aesthetic exists because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yeah, and just... <laughs> I mean, it was so unique where you, like, would just go into each level and then you would just have, like, one task that you'd want to complete or do as many as you'd want. Yeah, I don't remember what the time limit was. It was two or three minutes. I was going to say it was, like, three minutes and then maybe, like, complete as many tasks as you could, get as many points, and then move on to the next. You would collect the letters. Right. That I, you spelled skate. Yes. Um, You would always be able to find a secret tape. Yes. There would be point challenges, and mm-hmm. then there would be, like, unique challenges for, like... Grinding and Grinding stuff. over a specific gap yes. or doing a kickflip over a mm-hmm. specific gap. Just weird stuff. Grind all the taxis. Right, right. 
smash all the windows really specific things depending on the stage but now when you hear this like what stage do you think of uh i think of the warehouse the 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 very yeah the very first warehouse when i think about tony hawk pro skater 2 i think about the school okay yeah there's a school see i always think about the second one which was like the mall yep also very good which was which that one was very linear where well, like it was like longer and very, and like you had basically a path. Yeah. Where the warehouse was very much, you could just kind of go wherever. In that, it was not a very big area. Yeah, it was just a big square. What area. I'm what I'm learning is we should probably play this. At yeah, because this game fucking rules. They all do. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, not the la- new la- one. later ones. Don't. <laughs> yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five was bad. You can't even buy it anymore. Yeah. That's... And I think even if you bought a disc copy, it no longer will patch to be the like mm. slightly less fucked up version of that game. Not to change subjects. Yeah. But did you see that Skatebird is going to be on Game Pass? I did. I backed Skatebird. So oh, yeah, I get yeah. it. For, I get it anyway but i so there has never been mm-hmm. a skating game that i felt as strongly about as tony Hawk's pro skate. no i didn't like the skate series i do really like skate but mm-hmm. i never owned them i would just play them at people's houses and it's like oh this is cool and i could see myself getting way into it but mm-hmm. skate is more about technical skating yes whereas tony hawk is like the arcade it's version. it's like the burnout to mm. forza yes. you know what i mean yes. like it is the arcadey yes. just fun good time skating game and like that's what i want mm-hmm. from most skateboarding games and no one has been able to accurately recreate that like skate got big but then most new skating games that come out now are trying to be like skate right they're not trying to be like tony hawk yeah and i think that's a bummer it is and I'm, my hope is that Skatebird will be more like Tony Hawk. Skatebird is just going to be stupid, and I think it will be like less deep than Tony Hawk. But I'm very excited. My about concern it. is like it seems like it might be too slow. Yes, and it does seem that way. Where like Tony Hawk was like it moved along. It moved, it moved along. Yeah, it had a really good sense of speed, which yes. is why like it's. But it's people that are our age mm-hmm. remember these games like yeah, they yeah. are the fucking holy grail of right, video right. games. Like. People our age think about Tony Hawk 1 through 3 and like that is every I don't know that I could mm. talk to someone who is our age who doesn't remember those games and think they were great. Yeah, not just that but like this was the height of I feel like skating like skating culture in general yes. for sure. Yeah, especially 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I mean you just they were on like the, the sports channels and you'd see them and like people were our age were trying to get into skateboarding like I don't know how prominent that is like today. no i mean not nearly as no, no. prevalent at least but like back, did you ever own a skateboard sure. uh i did not no. okay my brother did i did i was not good at it yeah, yeah my brother was spoiler not alert i mean i do not have the balance no i definitely don't have the balance i knew that going in mm. so but i would like have killed you, myself but playing tony hawk pro skater you need yeah and it feels so good yeah, yeah. um yeah that first one does not hold up in terms of like visuals at all but that doesn't neither does two i played the pc version of two with mm-hmm. a controller called the logitech wingman mm-hmm. and it had motion controls <laughs> so it was the first controller i ever had of motion controls and you could set the slider to how much you would want to do it but you would turn it to the left or right to go didn't work well mm. but i that- did you have to do it that way no you could just turn off the motion and mm. then i probably still have it in there actually um and yeah, you would just use a stick and the buttons or whatever. It was essentially just a PS2 controller, but with six buttons. Did you pref- 
Is that how you played it? I just played it with the controller. No, I mean, yeah. like, did you play it on the PC? Yeah. Okay. Tony Hawk 2, I played on the PC just because I had it. Right. Um, and I never really played 3 and 4 very much. I would at a friend's house. The one that I got the most into out of all of them was Tony Hawk Underground 1. Mm. Have you ever played that? No, I haven't. We should. Pl- I should buy that for GameCube or something and we should play it. It was the first one that really had a plot. Okay. Thug 2, people really liked 2, but I hated it. Because it was, you like go with Bam Margera and like do weird, oh. dumb pranks and shit over mm. the country. Tony Hawk Underground 1 was like you start from like the hood and you work your way up to being a professional skater. I think I've seen like gameplay of this. It rules. And mm-hmm. like, it was like slightly open world in the beginning. The first yes, thing you yes. have to do is go to a house and grind near drug dealers to get rid of them. Okay. <laughs> and that's dope. But like you, you start from like just street skating and then like mm-hmm. you get sponsors and you make all your skate tapes and shit. And then your fucking shitty friend like steals your stuff and tries to pretend like it's him and mm-hmm. it's oh my god it is a fucking masterpiece in storytelling and gameplay so it's a story that we both will appreciate oh right? it's so fucking good i it's so dumb because like i like bad stories and then you like it's not even that bad it's just thinking about it as a context as a right, whole is right. so stupid like you have to jump over a helicopter as like your best trick to mm-hmm. get it for a video and then you like form a skate team so that you can skate against his skate team it's so dumb i oh my god thug one is the best i that is definitely my favorite one overall really yeah, oh for sure wait when did that come out you said gamecube yeah probably like 2004 2005 okay um phew, fucking so bad the Tony Hawk's Underground 2 was, like, not the same type of story. It was like, oh, you joined Bam's skate team, and he's Mm -hmm. a fucking idiot. And you go from state to state and Mm -hmm. do that stuff. The later Tony Hawk games, especially after Underground 2, I... Project 8 was not very good. American Wasteland was, like, a weird open world that was kind of cool, but just didn't Mm -hmm. come together. They all got really weird at the end. Oh, I think it was Wasteland that I actually saw. Because, like, it, was, it wasn't it was like... It was just, like, these little hub worlds, right? I mean, that's what Underground is like as well, too. Okay, maybe I'm... Maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, Neversoft was such a great company. Mm-hmm. And now they don't exist, really. Yeah, and, like... They I, did so much, and then they started working on Guitar Hero. And then when that stopped going, they just... They, they're mm-hmm. gone. And that's sad. The their logo with the eye, and then the thing would stab through the eye. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. Yeah, man. I, I miss NeverSoft. Bring back NeverSoft. Do you think if they brought back like a good Tony Hawk, it would sell, sell well? Yeah, if it was good. I don't think they're capable of that, but yeah. I mean, like, how hard would it be to make another make a good one though? Well, they made Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, so but- apparently, really difficult. Because, like, all you... I mean, like, you have the formula. You could even just reboot it and make it just like this, like the original. You could. Right? I I just don't know that it would... Because it's been, like, long enough that they could do it. But it wouldn't have the same appeal now, right? Because, like, yes, people that are our age, like, between, like, 27 and 33, probably, are, like, what the core demographic (laughs) for Tony Hawk Pro Skater nostalgia is, I would say. Um, Like... 
you're not going to sell... Like, that's not a huge demographic. No, no. Like, your target... Your actual... What you would want as a target demographic probably doesn't even know a pro skater. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't name a pro skater. Really? A current pro skater? Tony Hawk. He's not current. I mean, he can still skate really well. Is Okay, he's still... Well, okay. I don't know that he enters tournaments anymore. His son... Riley Hawk. Okay. He's uh, he is sponsored and does really well. Okay. I think Bob Burnquist still does hmm. skating. Bucky Lasik, I think, still does skate. Like they're all older, but I think right. they still do skating. Okay. Uh. Yeah, man. Sean White skateboards as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's Sean White skateboarding might be the closest we would ever get to another Tony Hawk game. And that was like weird because it was like anti. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like <laughs> anti corporations. Yes, anti corporations. Uh huh. But then, I do like, I, but then it was like I bought that. Right? Was that the game I bought at Best Buy on Black Friday for PS3? I don't know. I because the Sean White snowboarding game came out right around that same time. They were both really weird and used the same mechanic where like you could create the stuff mm -hmm. while you were like grinding. You yes. could, like create things. I think it was the skateboard. Yeah, like the whole premise was like it was like anti-corporations but then like as you were doing things you were cleansing the world it was like all colgate or something yeah <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> so yeah like, it was something like that it was, it was like anti-corporations but then like clearly sponsored by corporations so it's like oh good job guys yeah done, done good work <laughs> kind of like kojima where it's trying to be all deep but then like clearly monster gave them a lot of money. Okay. This, I don't want to go back to Death Stranding mm -hmm. as much right now, but there are two, three branded things in that game. Mm -hmm. Monster Energy Drink, which... Uh, all liquid is Monster Energy. Not true. There is also Japanese beer. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. That's what's always in my room now because I did mm. some quest for beer, so I have that now. And the third thing is the ads for Norman Reedus's AMC show, Ride, where he... Oh, yeah. It's, he's a motorcycle enthusiast in real life. It's about him. They did not get branding for the fucking pizza. How do you fuck up that bad, man? Let Domino's in your game. Let Pizza Hut in your game. Papa John's doesn't exist in Japan, I don't think. But I saw a lot of Pizza Hut things there. Saw a lot of Domino's things there. Pizza Hut was the lead advertiser of the anime Code Geass back in the day. Get him in there. Yeah. I don't want to transport generic pizza. I, I would have loved the Domino's tie-in to Death Stranding, and we didn't even get that. Yeah, that's devastating. I do love Monster Energy Drink. The advertising is not working, though, because I just drink Monster regularly anyways, so it's mm -hmm. like, I was already there. Right. And when I see it in the game, I don't think, I need this. I'm just like, yes, tomorrow morning, <laughs> when I normally drink a Monster, I'll drink another one. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and the Japanese beer, I don't know anything about. Right. So, there's that. Okay. Back to Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later in the Tony Hawk games, they also got weirdly into advertising. Like, uh, maybe that, no. That was Guitar Hero. I think it was Guitar Hero 3 had Red Bull. Neversoft did that as well. Oh. Um, that was the, the tight or was that 4, the, the Titans? Titans of Rock? Right. That was 4. That was 4. Because that, okay. Yeah, that was Guitar Hero 4. I never played that one. Or no, was that 5? I feel like, cause I I the first I one, also I don't remember when Neversoft stopped doing Guitar Hero. I don't remember if it was Guitar Hero four or five. 
Because I don't think they did Band Hero. I also don't realize, I don't understand how you go from being the, hey, we make skateboarding games team to the, I guess we make a rhythm game now <laughs> team. Yeah. I mean, but like, that happened to them and then they were killed off. So I just don't know. The music license kind of easy to transfer over. I, I suppose. guess. Yeah. If you're really good at the music licensing aspect of it, roll right in. But the part where you have to program the game, mm-hmm. maybe not. But Maybe. those games were fine, I guess. Oh, the Guitario games were great. I, yeah, I mean, Harmonix also worked on those early ones yes, with yes. them. But, yeah. Tony Hawk did get fucked up in the end, though. Mm. It's the, oh. Yeah, that new one that came out was unfinished, as far as I understand. Uh, yeah, it had Lil Wayne in it. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was it massively unfinished. You yeah, can't yeah. even play the slightly more finished version now. Uh, I don't know. The, I think it was pulled from all stores digitally, so I don't think you can even get it really anymore. Which, you know, not a huge loss to anyone other than preservationists, I guess, because it was fucking awful. Do you think that's just because of the licenses? Uh, they pre- The licenses probably expired, but also it mm-hmm. probably just tanked so right. bad that they were like, we don't even need this tainting our brand out right, here. Right. Take it away. I would assume that Tony Hawk wasn't super stoked about it either. Well, I don't think he's with Activision anymore. He's not. He worked... So the re- most recent Tony Hawk game was a mobile game. Right. That came out... Must have been last year. At least last year or like halfway through this year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and by all accounts, it's not the worst mobile game. It is like an okay arcade skating game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was shooting for that. They should just make Tony Hawk skate mm-hmm. and just have it be skate, but have Tony Hawk branding on it. EA should just do that. They should buy his license and just do that because everyone wants skate. Yeah. And it would sell a lot, I think, for them. But yeah, an actual Tony Hawk license thing. Like, do people know who Tony Hawk is anymore? Judging by his Twitter account, no. Mm. Because he always. Have you ever seen Tony Hawk's Twitter account? No, I have not. Everyone do yourself a favor. Tony Hawk's Twitter account is one of the best accounts on Twitter. Is it? It is basically always him relaying situations he had with people in public relating to him being Tony Hawk. Okay. Like people coming up to him being like, has anyone told you you ever look a lot like Tony Hawk? (laughs) And him being like, no, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Or my favorite that was somewhat recently was he was on a plane. Someone opened the overhead compartment and was like, there's a skateboard in here. What's Tony Hawk on this flight? (laughs) He was. Um, So like just really, really good things like Mm -hmm. that. Or, yeah, they're all so good. Mm. It's all wholesome and good time. Okay. He also did a thing like Ninja, where he, like, gave out his phone number, except he was the one actually responding. Oh. Uh, so, like, it was not his true number, yeah, but he was... was actually responding to a lot of things. He was posting those for a while. Mm. Questions people asked him, and <laughs> really good stuff. No. And, like, yeah, he just has a really good sense of humor, I think. Good. He is over 50. Yeah, he's not Now, and the YouTube video of him doing 50 skateboarding tricks on his 50th birthday, excellent stuff. Hmm. Have you ever seen him do the 900? No. Okay, the document, there's a short document, now I'm just going to talk about Tony Hawk. Oh, that's... There were short, uh, 15-minute documentary that Red Bull did about Mm. him doing the 900 at the X Games. Fucking amazing. 
and he just kept going and going. He didn't even win that competition because he kept trying to do the 900 and failing, <laughs> but then the crowd kept cheering for him to like keep doing it. And he, like, even the other skaters were, like, just wanting him right. to do the 900. And he eventually does it, and it's wild. Like, they didn't believe that it was actually physically possible before that. Wow. Now, uh, I don't know, like, over 30, 40 people have done it. But he was the first one to mm. do it. And he could, like, pull it off in, like, actual skate competitions, and they would not. Mm. Like, there's a reason why he was the face right. of this thing, and it worked. Whereas, like, the other games that tried to come out for other like extreme sports like dave mira's bmx didn't really work kelly slater's pro surfing didn't really work mm -hmm. because like no one is as prolific as tony hawk was at that time i think right and even then like i don't know they just found some magic perfect formula with that game that was like yeah, yeah. this works mm -hmm. people like it the music is dope the core gameplay loop is good. Fuck, even the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance ports of these games were mm. awesome. I have the Game Boy Color version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Excellent game. Mm -hmm. Nothing like the original, but mm -hmm. it is still pretty good. Uh, the Game Boy Advance ones of 4 also like are weirdly way, way better than they should be. Hmm. Like, almost criminally. Wow, that's... Yeah. It's also weird that we pulled this when there was that report that Skate... EA let the skate license go, or the, and then like it was reported. I report, forgot about. That. And then it was reported like a day later or whatever that like that's not true. So like, but it's just kind of weird that like we pull that and that was yeah, like, a and news cycle. Skate was in the news cycle. Yeah, skate's always in the news cycle. Yes. If you go to EA's Instagram, every comment's usually when skate. E three. See, I don't want to change subjects here. Uh huh. But like, I've been thinking about um, Shenmue three. And how that's coming Interesting. up. Interesting. That's been coming up. Interesting yes. thought yes. to have about Shenmue. And how that's coming up very soon. It is. I can't wait. Five days. And I'm kind of worried. Why? Because it's the like, game of the year? No. Oh. <laughs> because, like, we went into one uh -huh. with the mentality of, like, all right, we can go right into two after. Mm -hmm. And then we went into two, and we're like, all right, we're going to have three coming up. Now we're going to play three, and then we're just going to be like, when Shenmue 4. I know. I'm ready. I can't wait. We're going to be those people going into E3. They're like, is this the year we hear about Shenmue 4? No, we won't. We <laughs> yes, will not. We will. I mean, we yes, will, we will. But not in the same way as those people. No. Because we are not, quote unquote, enjoying Shenmue in the way as people who genuinely love Shenmue. But there is the thing. Like, my point is, like, we had the mentality of, like, we can just go right into the next yes. game. So, like, there is no been, like, we have not been troubled by, like, the big cliffhangers. Where now we're going to be like... We will oh, not be troubled by the cliffhanger. Oh, I, I, we will be devastated I, by the you, cliffhanger. I, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be like, every E3, we're going to be like, one Shenmue 4. Mark my words, we will not be devastated by the cliffhanger. Oh. Because I don't think that the game will be good enough for us to be like... Oh, yeah, really want more Shenmue? <laughs> I'm pretty confident okay. in that fact. Will we ask the question... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll always when ask... Shenmue 4. I will always ask the question, when is Shenmue 4? Because okay. Yu Suzuki must deliver the whole franchise okay. at this point. Because I, it is savage mm -hmm. for them to take the break between 2 and 3 and then finally get approval to make 3, and then if it bombs and they can't make 4? Yeah. Because it's not finishing the Shenmue story. No, that's why I think it's going to be this massive cliffhanger. And I think we're going to be like, oh, man. But the difference with Skate is 
there was no through line in the plot. No, no. It's just a fucking skating yeah, game, yeah. so they can put out the next game whenever they damn well want to. Mm-hmm. Or never is when EA wants to put out the next yes. skate game. But I I do feel like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is dead forever. Like, Activision will never work with him again, probably. Like, they probably no. would have to spend too much on the license. And after how much of a disaster it was when they tried to reboot it with 5, like, there's no way. Do you think they would ever try a game called Pro Skater? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I think that, like, if there was going to be another Tony Hawk game in that same vein, it would be, like, an indie developer that has no license. It's just, like, this is my game. Skate Town. Skate I think that game Session is supposed to be like that. No, it's supposed, no, it's it, supposed to be like Skate. It's Skate. Fuck. All right. Well, someone... Skate Bird. Mm-hmm. Skate Bird. Which... Is her best. They're about birds. Yes, there will be a hawk Mm -hmm. that you can play as. (laughs) Hopefully, its name is Tony, but with an eye. I just hope it's fast, like a fast pace. I do. We should download the demo and play. I have the. I can download the PC build. Mm, Um, But yeah, I think that's all I got about Tony Hawk. He is alive, as is his Twitter. But the video game franchise is very dead now. They made sure of that with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. And I don't think he's happy with that. Oh no, he was not pleased. So like, because like that hurts his brand as well. It does. So well, Twitter is helping his brand, in my opinion. (laughs) Ten out of ten, Twitter brand for Tony Hawk. So with that, I think that'll do it. Yeah. In two weeks, not a lot of new games are coming out. Well, we have. Well, we can still talk about Pokemon when you have played Jedi, Jedi Fallen Fallen Order. Order. Yeah, very exciting. Um, And then we can. Then after that, we're probably just going to play some catch up. Yeah, I have a lot of catch up to do. A lot of catch up. The more I think about it, the more scared I am. Yeah. Uh, But with that, that'll do it for us. We will be back in another two weeks. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. An excellent chiptune band. Check them out. We will catch you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out.